pencil. In today's society, there are very few places where you can still be yourself, and the freedom of expression actually exists. Page 108, paragraph 3, no joke stealing with flatulence, excretion, urination, ejaculation, or other bodily functions. Also, no paragraph 2, no use to the so-called seven dirty words. These are until now. You sound hot as hell and I listen to you every night. You son of a bitch. You make him sad your baby before I go to sleep. You're going down, sister! Cool, I say. Welcome into El Jefe's Hideout, where real people with fake names and invisible faces create the ultimate in reality radio. You can live through us. Um, it's just too bad that you can't sniff our fingers through the radio. El Jefe's Hideout on Washington's 106.7 WJFS. Me gente! Let's do this damn thing. What does that mean? My people. Oh. You've never known that mi gente is? I've been saying that for two months. You never knew that means my people. No idea. Mi gente. Let's do this damn thing. Welcome into El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I guess you do learn something every day. Your Saturday night brothers are with you. I am El Jefe. And that is J-Dubs. The whitest person in la gente. Mi gente. Gente. Me, gente. And the phone numbers that you will need to participate tonight include 1 800 636 1067 202 432 1067. Why don't you just say my people? Because it's El Jefe's hideout, mi gente. Oh. You gotta realize, man, we're taking over. It's okay to, to know just a little bit of Spanish here and there. Bateman taking your calls. Yeah. Back in the back of the aforementioned phone numbers. Sideshow here engineering the show. Again, the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, we use it all night long. That is J-F-K-L-F-A, J-F-K-E-L-J-E-F-A. So much to get to this evening, including a visit from a cousin of the HIV Muppet. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but we're going to check in with that a little bit later on. Big things going on around the hideout. Some tremendous things going on around the hideout that we want to key you in on. Santa will be stopping by for a little while as we all get into the holiday spirit. I am in, definitely in the holiday spirit right now. We went shopping this weekend and picked up a lot of holiday stuff to uh, set up our apartment with. In, fa in fact, Dubs, I want to thank, I'm going to actually thank you later on officially, but just to tease you about an hour from now, Dubs brought me, El Jefe, into the 20th century. And I do mean the 20th century as opposed to the 21st century. Uh, I want to say thank you, a very heartfelt thank you, thank you now, as we'll tell what the gift was that you got me uh, here in about an hour or so. Uh, again, 800-636-1067, Happy Happy holidays, everybody. It is, it is feeling very Christmassy with the uh, crisp wind and the cold weather we've had this weekend. Does it throw you off at all that this is your first Christmas away from Michigan? No, actually, it's kind of a relief because I hear about all the snow they've been having there, and it's been snowing all weekend there, and I'm kind of glad to be away from it. This is my second Christmas in the D.C. area, and I'm so happy. I mean, seriously, you're going to enjoy this Christmas so much more as opposed to the previous Christmases. I doubt you'll have a white Christmas. Well, I'll be, Except for you and your little lily, lily, lily white family in uh, Alexandria. But uh, other than that, I don't think you're going to get any snow. Well, I'll be uh, in Michigan for actually Christmas Day and everything. So I probably will have a white Christmas, but I'll be right back out here for no, no snow, which will be very good. A Fowlerville white Christmas. <laughs> is there anything else in Fowlerville but white? Everything's white. And uh, what else is going on? Oh, Trailers. Speaking of the holidays, um, Thanksgiving. 
How was Thanksgiving for everybody? Sideshow, let's start with you. How was your Thanksgiving, brother? Uh, I did a lot of working. A lot of working. So uh, I got off around 9 o'clock and I got to see the 40-21 to 21 score on the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys games. Yeah, I'm going to thank you for bringing that up in the beginning of the show. Now, you had to actually work on Thanksgiving? Yes, I had to work. At your job? I didn't know they'd be open or you had to set up for the... Uh... The next day. No, we actually had big sales going on. Wow. Uh, Thanksgiving. You know, that's what I remember just like as a little kid. I mean, maybe like 10 years ago when we were teenagers, nothing was open on Thanksgiving. Example, I remember one, there was one Thanksgiving when I was down in Houston with my parents, and it turned out there was a really bad, nasty snow, and everything was out, power was out, we couldn't cook at home, so we, we had to try to find a place to eat on Thanksgiving, and the only place we could find to eat on Thanksgiving was a jack-in-the-box. And we were with family, so, you know, it wasn't that bad, but a jack-in-the-box, which is one of the worst fast food chains ever. I mean, it's mostly in the South, but it's, they got busted for E. coli uh, you know, about the same time <laughs> that was happening. That was a pretty bad Thanksgiving. Now, what is considered a bad snow in Houston? Ice. Ice? It's 33 degrees. Is it actually like snow or is it? Not really. It's like a coating of ice. The only other really crappy Thanksgiving that I had, oddly enough, was when I was in Detroit. I had just started at XYT out there in the Detroit Lions radio network, oddly enough. I spent all day... How about them Lions? How about them? (laughs) I'm happy for you. In fact, you were going to have a bet with Don Geronimo, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I, I mentioned it to him. He said, bet whatever you want. And I... I neglected to uh, follow up on the bet, and I really wish I had. What were you going to bet? I'm, I was thinking, you know, I'm, I'm a poor guy. He's got a lot of money. I was thinking, you know, 50 to 100 bucks. Or I give him 100 bucks if the Packers win, or he, if I win, he uh, comes on and co-hosts the hideout. <laughs> Why didn't you do that? We could have had Donnie here. He's a man of his word. He probably would have come in and hung out. Do you think he actually would have picked up on that bet? I don't know, maybe. Cameron said he would have. He's a cool guy, you yeah. never know. Yeah, was, I wish I would have now. I do too. That would have meant, that would have meant something for you, other than the Lions winning. Well, the Lions winning means a lot to me, especially against the Packers, who most Lions fans hate. I, I hate the Packers, but I love everybody on the team. I love all the players, but I just can't stand the team. So, I, I was working for the Detroit Lions radio network. I guess this was a 1999, maybe 2000, and I spent all day at the game. And then I had to go run the board, a best-of show that night at the station. What show? Um, oh, it was some crap, like the Frank Turner show. <laughs> it was just some, just some local guy in Detroit. I mean, nothing. Really, and it was a crappy AM station like WAML. Yeah. So it was the pits, like conservative, stupid-ass talk. You know what I mean? And even back then, well, before, when it was really like catching on and things like that. So I, Thanksgiving Day, working all day at the Lions game. And then for Thanksgiving, what am I going to have? I had to stop by IHOP. So I ate IHOP at the radio station listening to best of of horrible, crappy talk radio. No, I'm going to actually... Actually, mine was a very, very bad, bad Thanksgiving. When I was 10 years old... No, I'd I'd been 11 right then. Uh, When I was 11 years old, my dad and my mom were uh, getting divorced. So we went to have a Fallerville Thanksgiving. We went bowling, you know. We had our turkey, then we went bowling. No way. Yeah, we went. And then when we came back, <clears throat> my dad's like, you know, I, I did the whole family thing today. And they knew they were breaking up. We knew they were breaking up, but they figured they would get together. 
on the holidays with the family and act like that nothing was going bad. Try to keep everything together. Yeah, try to keep everything better together because it's a holiday. And my dad came back, had a great day. Now I think I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriend. Whoa! He didn't actually say that, but, you know, he, you know, he just left. And my mom got real mad, started throwing all of his stuff out. It's a Fowlerville Thanksgiving! And my mom's throwing all the stuff out in the lawn. My sister's out there helping him. I'm, I'm just sitting there like, what's the big deal? You guys aren't together anymore. Let him go out, get his tail. He's not getting anything here anymore because you're mad at him. Let him go out, hook up. He'll be back to sleep next to you tonight. <laughs> and everything's good. What a horrible childhood you had, I know. bro. And actually, I was out on the porch picking up all my dad's stuff, bringing it back in. So your mom and your sister are throwing everything out on the lawn after now, your dad says, I'm going to get some tail, and then you're bringing everything back in. I'm doing the Chinese torture of every time I bring something back in, it gets tossed right back out. And you're 11? I'm 11, yeah. And we wonder why this kid has absolutely no emotions at all. Why he laughs at everything. Well, I didn't really have any emotion then. I, my mom and my sister were crying doing all this stuff. I'm just trying to clean the stuff back up so I can watch uh, Married with Children there that night on my uh, black and white TV in my room. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> is, that, is that not the saddest thing you've heard, Sideshow? That, that's pretty hardcore, bro. On a Thanksgiving, here I am thinking uh, I had to work and have IHOP. You're having your family torn apart and ripped apart right there in front of your 11-year-old eyes. It was already torn apart. You know, they're just trying to make it. It was like, you know, everything happened, and then, you know, we're over it. We're over the whole breakup. And then they try to uh, re-repatch things just for one day, and the breakup gets all opened up again. So. How, how, how did your dad break it to your mom that that he was done with her? I'm not really too sure. How did he break it to you guys? They sat us down on our love seat, and they they told us. My sister goes berserk, starts crying, starts throwing. I really didn't care. I really didn't have that much emotion. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Because there was a thing inside me that told me, like, weeks beforehand that stuff was going to go down. Seriously, like a little, just little things of how they treat each other. So they, I think they knew. Did your dad tell you he was leaving for another chick? Well, her name was Edie, <laughs> and my mom had the thing color. Oh yeah, he's going to go see VD, <laughs> like VD, like venereal disease. So your mom maybe deals with all, like deals with this adversity and he with humor, and maybe that's where you get. No, it. actually, that was quite a bit afterwards, because for the first, like, I'd say seven months, she ate very sparingly. I think she lost. 90, 80 pounds, maybe. Really? From not eating. 90, 80 pounds? She had 90, 80 pounds to lose? She still does. <laughs> She's not a small woman, my friend. <laughs> What's your mom look like? Describe her. My mom. Uh, size pants. I'll, I'll do this. I don't know girl sizes, so I'll do it in man sizes. I'd say a 34 waist. That's, uh, that's beefy. That's, yeah, she's got some meat on her. Um... She's got some pretty big cans, I play that much. Are you breastfed? Maybe. I don't know. I never asked her. Um, Did you ever see your mom naked, like, whenever you were growing up? Yeah. Actually, my mom and my sister actually saw a lot for some reason. I I never really cared. So, like, they'd be, you know, walking out of the shower or something. I'd go in there to get my toothbrush or something. They'd just be standing there naked. 
I wouldn't care. <laughs> my mom. My mom. All right, let me tell you right, a couple creepy stories about my mom. I don't know if I can say this. Get ready to hit the dump button. Living with girls sucks when you grow up because menstruation has a smell. Have you ever noticed that? Is that cool? Is that yeah, menstruation okay. has a smell. And it's not so much that... Every time I think of my mom naked, I get that thought in my head. <laughs> I get the, the smell of menstruation in my head. But you know, it's not specifically a smell of menstruation. It's a thickness. It's a, it's a smell of, like, sweaty, like... Tampons or sweaty pads. Yeah, you know, you, know, you understand it's because it's it's the pad that's, it's the that's like that that's fragrant, fragranced. And for guys who don't know, it's like when you go walk around in King's Dominion all day long and you get real hot and then you smell your underwear. That's the smell. Yeah, that you grow up with it when you have like, girls in the house and they are menstruating. Ah, uh, smells like a like a cheerleader locker room or something. Oh, that was always the worst. You always think that's going to be the sexiest thing when you're going down to the cheerleaders' locker room or something in high school. You go down there. It just breaks. It, it's worse than the guys' locker room, I'd say. Because oh, you have that, and you know, this, you probably have this like collection of pads and oh, yeah, tampons. And I've accidentally like gone to the bathroom. Poopy and, toilet uh, paper. I've accidentally gone to the bathroom in a lot of girls' bathrooms. And I, when I go in there, like, you know, you accidentally walk in there and then you'll walk out. Usually I won't walk out. I'll just, you know, I'm already in here. Might as well do my business. Uh, so I'll go to the bathroom, and they always have this dispenser, like, not dispenser, but a trash can just for the saturated pads right next to Because they don't want them to flush. Yeah. Because that can, like, stop up the and, commode. And I don't know how girls can handle going to the bathroom next to just a bunch of blood. You know? <laughs> you don't have to put it that way. That's all it is. A blood and retarded eggs. Just put, <laughs> put right next to you, and you're going to the bathroom next to that. Have you ever thought of that? <laughs> retarded eggs. The ones that didn't make the cut. Yeah. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. It's so funny, too, because my mom, for some reason, used to run around naked all the time when I was growing up, when it was a single mom. Why did they do that? But my mom was actually, I mean, not to say she she was actually pretty hot at that time. You know what I mean? I mean, she wasn't like a big, fat lard. I'm not saying that she's hot. But you know, as I look, so she's fallen pretty far from then. Oh yeah, she's put on she's put on that hundred to hundred and fifty pounds that you said your mother needs to lose. But it's one of those things where I don't. I remember my mom running around naked, and I remember once being a little kid, she had her boyfriend over, and her boyfriend was a cop with the Dallas Police Department. And so he was over, and they sent me to my room because it was bedtime. And I shouldn't even be telling this goddamn story. But I'm going to tell you anyway because I started. Because it's one of those... <sighs> now I don't know whether or not to tell it. All right, so, <laughs> so here's what it is. I'm walking. I, I like... It's one of those things where I'm on, like, recognizance. You know, you're a little kid. I don't know, seven, eight, nine. And so I'm, I'm like, crawling around, like, the apartment or whatever. And I don't know what's going on at the time. All I see is my mom... And the cop on the couch in the shadows in the like in like the the light of the television that's on like Golden Girls or something. And um I've been watching a lot of Golden Girls lately. Go back. Good show. Yeah. And I see her in her panties only. And I can't see his hand. His hand has disappeared. And that's one of the most scarring, disturbing things. <laughs> Like ever, 
And so it's it's one of the it's one of the memories that we're talking about our childhood. It's one of those memories of the childhood. And I remember too, it was in the fall. And you know how sometimes like certain like feelings Yeah, it brings stuff back to you. Yeah. And like the feeling of the crisp air not only brings back like thoughts of football practice and Halloween, it also brings back thoughts of my mom getting a digital pleasure <laughs> from a cop. Getting stinky pinky. <laughs> the cop getting the stinky pinky. Oh, my God. Dr. Ron, yeah, call in, bro. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. John John writes in on the AOL for broadband. Uh, Dubs' mom, 5'2", 300 pounds, four teeth. What do you think? She... Well, she doesn't have all her teeth. <laughs> Your mom doesn't have all her teeth? Well, she's she's missing some of the back ones. It's just cheaper to pull. Eric, welcome, <laughs> Eric, welcome into the hideout. She's got half the teeth of a front row of a Billy Nelson. Guy. Yeah, she can give a gummer. <laughs> oh, come on. What up, brother? Yeah, happy tight out. You're excellent. Thanks, man. Um, listen, um, I, I, just, just to put out my two cents, I, I grew up after the age of eight in a matriarchal household with two older sisters, right? And um, a lot of what you guys are saying are kind of correct. You know, I mean, it doesn't reek that back. Maybe I was... It does. Well, maybe it was just my sister. Well, no, maybe I my mom. was desensitized, if you know what I mean. You know? Now, <laughs> we, we're I'm the only boy, so you, know, you got it. And the youngest, you got it just us the kids and stuff, you know? Oh, that's that's so true. Did, did, were your, were your, was your family fat? Huh? Was your family fat? Not at the time. Now, see, that, I think that's something to do with it. You know, I'm trying to talk her into, you know, um, trimming down, especially because she had a heart attack and all like this. But uh, you know, now she's way overweight. But uh, no, not not at the time. All right. Um, but on the flip side of things, it, it, now, now that's the downer. That's the downer. On the flip side, you do that does enable you to read women better. And I'm not saying I'm some type of Valentino or Gigolo and stuff, but uh, I, I feel that I'm more in tune with women and stuff. Because and you can smell them. All right, thanks. You lost me. <laughs> he was talking about maybe with a sniff you can kind of get an idea what kind of a chick it is. Uh-huh. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Steve, welcome into the hideout. Hey, guys, how you doing? What up, brother? Question for you. Have you ever grabbed your girlfriend's panties and smelled them? No. You know what? Yes. I, yeah. And I'm afraid. And, and I'll never do it again. I did it once because I thought it'd be sexy. It's a mixture of that that tampon pad sweat and, like, not wiping correctly. And it Wiping forward. And it so turns you off. Well, I caught it one time accidentally after or during that time of the month. Is that a fetish of yours? Like, no. Like you said, it was something I thought would be sexy (laughs) and never again. Yeah, well, I think that's the reason why I've never done that to my girlfriend, sniffed her panties at all, because I can just remember that smell from my childhood, and I do not want to reopen that. You don't want to associate your chick with your mom. And yeah, your exactly. I don't want to, if the smell is the same, I don't want, you know, I just don't want any part of it. I guess I call myself fortunate because I, I what you guys are talking about with your moms and your sisters, I, I don't think I know or have ever or ever had to experience that growing up. Oh, you're so lucky, man. There's so many guys, so many guys out there right now, and thanks for the call, Steve, that know exactly what we're talking about. You, you, you just you, you just know like the smell of your mom, and it's like once a month your mom smells a certain way. Yeah, it's uh, 
And it's because of that. It's because of the, the sweat and the scented pads and the, it, the whole goddamn thing. It's kind of like the gravy they put on top of meatloaf. It's that smell. You know, the, 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 the ketchup gravy, that, that type of smell. That's why, that's why I associate it to you. That's why I don't like meatloaf that much. <laughs> Where did you get that from? I, that's what just popped in my head. The ketchup? Yeah, the ketchup, but, but baked in. <sighs> 800-636-1067-202-432-106. I'm getting back to the mom thing, though. Certain porns are now ruined to me because I remember vividly what my mother looked like naked. Yeah. And my mom was a brunette, very voluptuous, you know. And sometimes while I'm sitting there and I'm trying to punch, I'm trying to get into the mood of the whole thing, uh, it's ruined. Did her meatloaf? Huh? Did her meatloaf? No. Okay. She was hairy, though. <laughs> I think it's the 80s, man. They didn't, you know, the whole shaving thing hadn't caught on yet. Yeah. Looked a little bit like my dreads. <laughs> Something like that. So I'm sitting there trying to get into the mood watching some of these pornos that I'm on. And, oh, bro. It, it's... It, it, it stops the mood. I'm yeah. like, I'm so into this, I can't finish now. I cannot finish now because this this woman on my porn looks like my mom in the 80s did. Instant noodle. Just kills it all. Well, here's the thing. A lot of the porns I watch are from the 80s, you know. And if I ever see those where it's just the Wookiee the Wookie bush going, I can't do it because I think of my mom and my sister. Just, bam, it's right there. <laughs> Dave, welcome into the hideout. Hey. What up? Uh, just want to tell you, uh, not all periods smell that bad. My wife smells like raisins. <laughs> I don't know if raisins would be a good thing either. Is I would never want to eat a raisin again. Is that even sexy? I mean, does that turn you on? Do you want to go have, like, a bran muffin or a bagel? Do you watch, like, the Claymation Christmas and get turned on now? It doesn't turn me on, but at least it's not repugnant. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's wow. all. See ya. Thanks, guy. Smells like raisins. Right on. That ruins. Have fun. You think he, whenever he opens up a fresh box of sun, sun dried or sun made, <laughs> takes a sniff, he gets excited. All right, one more call, Doctor Ron. Welcome to the hideout, bro. Hey, what's going on, LFA? So you being an ER doctor, I'm sure you've had. Have you ever had any cases in the ER of tampons gone awry and like? What is that? What is, what is that? What what happens there? Well, you, you know, we do, and unfortunately, uh, is that common? It's not that uncommon. Okay. As, as you may or may not know, um, I don't. I'm already telling you, I don't know. Those things happen to have a string on the end of them, so that you can remove them fairly easily. Yeah, of course. And well, sometimes those strings will accidentally pull out. Uh, leaving. Um, you can't really talk about leaving these. it lodged. Yeah, leaving everything. Lodged. Yeah, and uh, so now, so now the now what you've got to do is try to extract what is what has remained lodged. Correct. Correct. And without getting too graphic, how do you do said thing? <laughs> do you use well, pl pliers, tweezers, what? Well, we have they're they're called forceps. I uh, use. Open it up like it's Thanksgiving turkey. Okay, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Dobbs. Thank you for the visual. <laughs> oh, Dr. Rod, thanks, bro. Sure. Later. <laughs> like it's like it's a turkey. Christ almighty. You know, one quick thing on this, the whole tampon thing, now that I'm thinking about it. There was this chick in high school who 
she didn't remove the tan like she she'd leave it you know she'd leave it where it's supposed to go too long for like days and she she ended up getting like this toxic shock mm. and they had to remove like intestines because it like shocked her system and it ruined some of her intestines and the whole goddamn thing. Now, when you were in sixth grade and all this was going on to the girls around you, did you ever see a girl that had an accident like that, like in class? You know, I never saw a chick really? that actually uh, got the uh, the red wings at school. For some reason, it happened to three girls, and all of them were like either wearing like white uh, Jordache jeans or sweatpants or something like that, and I always had to leave school. <laughs> like they were just Kobe'd, you know? Oh, just looking like that. All right. Thank you very much. Like they were just Kobe'd. Thank you, sir. No problem. Uh, it's El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Take a quick break. Come back and talk about the Dubses visiting my apartment on Thanksgiving and the good time that we had. However, Dubs refuses to tell me there was one major problem. And you've, you've, you've been saying, I just want to wait and bring it up on the air. I want to bring it up on the air. But there was one issue that I had coming over to your apartment on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, we're coming over to your apartment. Yeah, so you're going to tell me when we get back? Yeah, take we'll a, get into that. Take a quick commercial break. Come back. El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 uh, WJ. Um, I, I believe the station is WJFK. Looking for black boxes. She is one lovely Hershey bar. LFA's hideout on Washington's 106.7. LFA's hideout. I'd like to complain about your show. Well, America, here's your chance to fight back. One. I'm going to come down there and kick your ass. 800. Yeah, that's hilarious. 636-1067. It would belong in the trash can. 202. Your show. 432. You know what? It's one oh six seven LFA sign up. Saturday Night Brothers are live with you on this Thanksgiving weekend. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Hefe and J-Dubs. Bateman taking your calls at the aforementioned phone number. Sideshow engineering the show. JFK L Hefe. E-L-J-E-F-E. The AOR for Broadband Instant Messenger. We're about to talk about the Dubs' visit over to the hideout apartment, uh, El Jefe's apartment in Silver Spring, in just a second. However, in the last segment, we were talking about tampons and the smell of pads and all I, that. I can't thing. even remember how we got into that. I think we're talking about your mom. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and the smell that reminded me of your mother. There it goes. <laughs> right back in there. <laughs> Quinn, welcome into the hideout. Jefe! What up, brother? Hey, I got the worst tampon story for you, man. Bring it. So, all right, uh, an ex-girlfriend and, my, and myself decide to go out one night, get totally hammered all over D.C., end up back at her place, keep it in her bed, uh, end up hooking up in the middle of the night. She goes into the bathroom the next morning. Apparently, she had forgotten to uh, take out her tampon. We were hammered, didn't realize it. She couldn't get it out, so then it was my job to, oh, to extract... Yeah. So did you, go you did you end up having sex while she was? Uh... Did you find the blood worm? No. Oh, that's a, you know, you sometimes you gotta punch the bloody monkey. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Quinn. <laughs> that's that's a code to live by. This goddamn show is so disgusting. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Ah, I remember what got us onto the menstruation talk. J-dubs, quote-unquote, menstruation has a smell. It does. Did my apartment 
have that smell at all? No, no. You're, you're actually your apartment was very clean after the the hell that I caught from you and Shafee <laughs> about horrible and disgusting. Uh, El Jefe's personal hideout is uh, the apartment in Silver Spring. I scrubbed like a mother effort. I cleaned the bathrooms, and it was pretty disgusting. It took me a while. I cleaned the kitchen. I vacuumed. I did the whole thing so you and Mrs. Dubs could come over to my place. Now, you were talking about just I'm the only family, and you're the only family now thanks to the divorce that we have in this city. And I couldn't go home for Thanksgiving, so I wanted to spend it with the Dubses. I invite them over to my place. And we didn't want it to be too Thanksgiving-y because we'd get all depressed. So we decided we're going to go the hot dog and hamburger route. Now, you said there was a problem. There is a problem. And you know there, there can't be that many problems when the Lions pull off a victory like that, boys. Huh? Huh? All right. So I'm going to assume the problem <laughs> is the fact that your chick's a vegetarian. And we had, like, hamburgers and things like that. Was that? No, no, that wasn't a problem at all. You, uh, you bought some veggie burgers for her. I mean, we all had a lot of good food to eat, and that was fine. Speaking of the vegetarian thing, I, I saw this, and I don't know if you've seen this sideshow or anybody else out there. The only reason I really took notice of the story, which was on the AOL for broadband, was because it quoted a Michigan DJ, a Lansing, Michigan DJ. Who? I, I, Mary Turner. She worked at VIC, one of the sister stations. While we were there? No, she was already. She's, she's been in since they fired us long ago. Uh, we got to remember we were fired more than a year ago now. Yeah. But, the uh, turnover rate over there is great. Would you... Would your chick drink the turkey and gravy soda? Does it actually contain any turkey? Um, from what? Probably, probably does have some kind of turkey flavoring brought from turkey, so probably not. They say it's got a murky brown color. Um, it's got a, like a sweet caramel and lard taste, and then it's kind of all downhill from there. Turkey and gravy sodas available like in Seattle, and I guess you can find them on eBay too. Yeah, you can probably buy them online too. That's got to be disgusting, man. Um, a soda with, but it's not technically. I don't think. I don't think it actually has the turkey and gravy in it. See, yeah, if it, she'd have to look at the ingredients first, and if it had any turkey at all, she wouldn't drink it. But I'm sure she'd try it if it. I hate vegetarians. I know. Uh, I know. I hate it for a little. I did it for a little while. Oh, side chose a vegetarian. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Would you try this if it had no turkey in it? I don't think so. It, no turkey at all in it. Would you try it? I don't think I would. Even just take a sip, just out of curiosity. Maybe for a 24-pack. <laughs> they have everything. By the way, I've got your beer. I've got your beer for the pizza roll roulette that we did last week. So, okay, cool. It wasn't the vegetarian thing that she had a problem with. No, no. What was the problem? The problem was, and I'm not bitching at you because I respect you and I respect your place, and I've wanted to get into this for a while, but we've never had a avenue to get at it. I couldn't smoke in your apartment. Of course and you couldn't. And I can't. I, I, and in Montgomery County, I can't smoke anywhere anyway. Well, because smokers are effing selfish. And the last thing that I'm going to allow you to do, as much as I love you and your chick, is have you come over to my place and stink up my apartment with no, your I, goddamn cigarette smoke. I have total respect for you, but I, I just wish you would come over to our place, and then we uh, we'd smoke all we can. You know? Why? Why smoke if we got them? Going to your place. I got a bunch of them too. We'll be smoking all day long, baby. Going to your place is like going to a goddamn bar. I leave. I smell like you smoke. I have a tough time smoking. In fact, let me do this. I applaud Montgomery County for I got, a couple months ago, I suppose, enacting the smoking ban. Because now I can go to an establishment without having my hair smell, without having my clothes smell, without getting cancer. Let me applaud Montgomery County for trampling on the Americans' rights.
<laughs> what are you talking about? Trampling on them because I can't go into a place because I I act a certain way. I do a certain thing that doesn't hurt anybody else. Uh, how selfish are you? All right, let me attack you on two fronts. First of all, you are hurting other how? people. How? Your cigarette smoke, your secondhand cigarette smoke oh. causes cancer. No, it doesn't. Never has caused cancer. Secondhand smoke has never caused cancer. I want to see one study. One study saying that it caused cancer. I want to see a name and a date why of the person. Why, why would you have to have a name and a date of because a person? Because there's all these websites. There's all these websites to talk about people getting second, uh, cancer from secondhand smoke. But there's never been one isolated case of someone getting cancer from secondhand smoke that has never touched a cigarette. Well, it, it could still make you sick. Let's not let's not act like it doesn't make, make you, you sick. sick. If you're not a smoker and you walk into a small closed room where you walk in and you're inhaling all of this smoke, it's like sitting in a garage with a car open. I have no problem. Car running. I have no problem having a smoking area for smokers where they can go away from the, the non-smokers and smoke their cigarette, have it well-ventilated so it doesn't get to your uh, precious little non-smoking shirts. It's stupid because I tell you, it's the exact same thing as if we were all going to the swimming pool. And we're going to have this one little section where everybody can go number one in the pool. Eventually, the number one is going to get all over the pool and affect everybody else. Because there's no way for the number one to escape in the pool. That's why. But if there's ventilation systems for the smoke to escape, it's not hurting anybody. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. And there's no reason for me to go outside. Look, dude, it, 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 it breaks down to this specific thing. Smokers are some of the most selfish, annoying people on the planet. You feel... You feel like you can sit there and inhale and kill yourself the seven minutes or whatever that each cigarette takes off of your life and that you can blow out that smoke, which magically, I guess, doesn't affect anybody else. It doesn't. How, has it ever killed anybody? No. Never. Look, some, love lie. I'm going to go on Google. Let me see if I can... Uh, go Google it up. Google it up. Google on the AOL for broadband. Have fun. See if I can knock yourself out. You're not going to find anything. Secondhand smoke, and you're going to find a bunch of uh, a bunch of hypochondriacs like yourself saying it does kill people, but it, it, they won't add a, they won't tag a name onto that. Look at this. Sec look, it took me two seconds googling with the AOL for broadband to find some another hypochondriac like yourself. Okay. Why should you worry about secondhand smoke? Secondhand smoke causes three thousand deaths each year from lung cancer in I people who don't smoke. It's what right there in front of you. Where is a name? Smokehelp.org. Where is a name? What is secondhand smoke? Where is a name? Secondhand smoke is smoke breathed out by smokers and the smoke from the burning of the cigarette or cigar pipe. I haven't seen a name yet. 800-636. Why do you have to have a specific name? Because I Why? need to see a case. I need to see. Give me a tribute site of someone dying from secondhand smoke. Give me someone who's, uh, who mom, whose mom put it up because her kid died of secondhand smoke. Let's get Dr. Ron back on this. 800-636-1066. Did you at least agree that smokers are selfish? No. You, you're selfish. You want a whole establishment to yourself to have your queer little games in. <laughs> queer little games. What queer little games are you talking about? The queer little games you non-smokers play. Like what? Give me an example of a queer little game that we play. Chinese checkers. You're <laughs> <laughs> smokers. We don't play that. I'm sure we don't do. play that. No, because you're outside killing yourselves, or you're in another room killing yourselves. We're away from you. Why do you care? Because when I go to a bar, I hate going to bars now. Why? I hate going to bars because every time I go to a bar. I leave stinking, and my throat hurts, 
And on top of that, it, I have a tough time breathing. So you're saying, been, some, you're saying someone with really bad bo body odor shouldn't be able to go to a bar around you because you might catch on to their body odor and get a little... Uh, a little stinky on you. Well, if their body odor causes cancer, like apparently secondhand smoke does, yeah. But body odor doesn't cause cancer. Secondhand smoke does. Why don't Why don't they allow babies into 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 bars? Because it, people are drinking and being obnoxious. They don't, no, no, it's not because of smoking. Right, if you had a baby, if you had a baby, would you take it to a bar, a smoke-filled bar? Not because of the smoke. That's not the reason I wouldn't take it. It's the goddamn question. No, I wouldn't take it to a bar. Period. A smoke-filled bar? Are you a non-smoke-filled bar? No, either. When you have your when you have your when you have your kid, when you when you when Mrs. W gets knocked up, be it by you or someone else. <laughs> now you gotta just go evil on me. Now you gotta just get mean. Are you gonna allow her to smoke? I'm gonna allow her to smoke. You know what? It's her own choice. She can smoke all she likes. <laughs> what? I'll give her a pipe. Are you kidding? Now you're kidding. I'm just joking, but yeah, that, you that, that little retard when, dub. When there is a baby inside, dub. I'm not saying smoking doesn't cause, can, cause cancer. I'm saying secondhand smoke doesn't cause cancer. But when the baby's inside someone, that's just like the baby smoking. So that's a different thing. But Shelly, welcome into the hideout. Hey, I can give him a name, dude. Give it. This is my neighbor. He died at age 45. He was a football coach at a college, and they would always have meetings in smoke-filled rooms, and he never smoked in his life, and he ended up dying of and lung you, cancer. And you know he never smoked in his life. I know well, he never smoked in his life. And you know you what? Follow them around? You should, of course. <laughs> Listen to Dobbs. It's like the stewardesses, because they're no longer allowed to smoke on planes because the stewardesses were getting sick and getting a, a high rate of cancer. It's like the waitresses. Do you want the name to Google on uh, the Internet? No, I don't even want the name. I, I tell you what, uh, give it. To, I'm going to put you back on hold. Give it to our producer, our producer, because right. I don't want to give the name out, all right? That's fine. Hold on, buddy. There it is. It's one. It's one. It's not, you wanted I, one. Concede. Concede. Say whatever they want. I want to see it. I want to see the set. Will you concede? What? Will you concede? Concede? The the, the the little debate that we're having here. Will you give? Will you give in? No. Like, like I, are you going to be like Iraq and be stubborn when no. you know you've lost, but you're going to no. keep grasping on for nothing? They haven't lost yet. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. I was defending Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, welcome into the hideout. Hey, guys. Uh, I want to weigh in on the smoking thing here. Okay. Um, and I'm going to kind of split the issue. Uh, first of all, I'm a smoker, so i got to qualify that. Um, I do think that, first of all, I think it's kind of ridiculous to say that secondhand smoke is, and at the very least, really annoying to non-smokers. Thank yes. you. And it, I agree. I will agree with that. And, and, and probably harmful to the people uh -huh. now. Here's the issue that I think if you're going to talk about the rights of people, here's the rights that I think are being trampled on by the Montgomery County ban, and it's the rights of business owners to operate an establishment that caters to smokers. They don't have that right anymore. In other words, they can't even have a, a restaurant. Defend that, Hafe. You know what? I can't defend that. And you know what, uh, Matt? That's a very valid point. That's a great point, bro. Cause you, and when it comes down to it, I believe the business owners on some level should have the right to say we're going to have smokers. I'm going to agree with that. But my whole point is the fat Matt. Matt, Matt I'm, I'm yeah. glad you're on my side. I'm glad to have uh, when, the, when the gauntlet gets dropped. 
You're on my side. I'm okay. glad to know you didn't even know who his name is. Matt, I also want to say... I'm glad to know you have it right in front of you. You wouldn't know it either. Matt, I also, <laughs> want, I also want to say, too, that you know that it's annoying, this, this cigarette smoke. I never said it wasn't annoying, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to go away from you, you non-smokers and smoke my cigarette, but now I can't even do that without going outside. Dude, don't you, Matt, don't you think this is selfish, though? Don't you know, as a cigarette smoker, you're a selfish guy? To me? Yeah, you. No, I don't. I don't think that I am. Simply because I don't smoke around non-smokers. Well, now you're one of the few good ones. I don't smoke around you either. I don't you're a liar. I don't even want to. I don't want to talk to you. Joe, Joe, welcome into the hideout. Hey, how you doing? What up, brother? Definitely want to say Matt's 100% right, but I have a couple more points to add into it. Um, you guys say that say that you can't get into a bar that's that that doesn't have. Uh, Smoking. I mean, only 30% of the restaurants in Montgomery County had smoking at the time they enacted the ban on uh, smoking in Montgomery County. And a year before that, or two years before that, they had all these restaurants build separate sections of their restaurant, pay tens of tens of thousands of dollars putting in these smoke filters to get the smoke out of the restaurants. And it wasn't working. Later, it wasn't working. I'm sure that's the reason why they took it to the next level. No, no, they didn't give it a chance. They, they just yeah, uh, they, now there's more non-smokers getting on the board and more happy contracts, just like yourself, getting on the board saying, "Uh-oh, these uh, waitresses they don't want to make any money because now they have half the people coming in." What? Not making any money. I got friends all over the county who aren't making any money right now and and can't afford Christmas presents for their family because <laughs> they don't have exactly. Uh, Spending money. Oh, come on. You can't take this to the Christmas well, I want, level. I want you to go to more bars now and tip higher because these people are missing out on the wages that they once had. You know what? I'd tip love, higher. I'd love to. I'm going to go and say thank you for not smoking. Thank you for making this a non-smoking establishment. I want you to go to every bar in Montgomery County and drop 100 bucks in there. Yeah, like I have 100 bucks. But then, then you shouldn't support it. What are you talking about? I like to go to If you aren't going to support the people that you're hurting... Then you shouldn't I'm not afford hurt. it. Oh, so you blowing smoke in my face isn't hurting me when I, I never, go out. I never blow I've one. I've never taken one breath in your face. I've never ashed my cigarette on your shoulder. There's no problems. Barry, welcome into the hideout. There's so many excellent points being made. <laughs> um, I am a smoker, and I, I kind of agree with the fact that with the point that some smokers may tend to be selfish. I do not smoke around non-smokers. I never have, and I never will. Oh, it, it, it's so funny how nobody's ever smoked around non-smokers. And you know what? Though. In my own car, I'll be driving with someone else, and I will courteously ask to uh to if you mind if I smoke? It's it's a still a selfish act. Is it? It's I'm it's in my car. Is I'm in my own car. I should be able to smoke if I want to. But I have the courtesy of asking people if they mind. It's as selfish as me whipping it out and going number one all over the place, saying, "Hey, do you mind?" Okay, you know, bleh. here I am. I'm gonna go number one. Car. I don't smoke in my car. I don't allow anyone to smoke in my car because I do agree it stinks and it smells bad. And, yeah, in a poorly ventilated area, it will get in your eyes. It will burn, yada, yada, yada. Right, he, but uh, non-smokers, if we smokers are selfish, then non-smokers are the ones who always end up getting their way. So I don't understand what what exactly the argument But don't you understand that yours, we don't want your smoke? I don't we, want I don't want a drunk driver leaving a bar and killing my kids. Yeah, they don't stop that. 
I'll, I'll agree with that, but now we're comparing apples to oranges. I want to. I want to specifically. It's not apples to oranges. It's apples. To, uh, it's oranges to tangerines. It's how almost the same how thing. Many, how many secondhand smoke deaths uh, are there a year compared to drunk driving deaths? Again, this is apples to oranges. I'm talking about people being selfish within their smoking. We could talk about drunk driving forever. All right. Say apples to oranges one more time. I'm gonna punch you in your head. And look at this. I got somebody on the AOL for broadband. Uh, hoodie shirt says, how about smokers getting 10 extra breaks at work because they're addicted to a drug? Dubs, who, f who refuses to not only get his work done, but drags me outside. I don't drag Again, you. a selfish act so he can smoke I, outside. I ask you if you want to come with me. And you say yes. Right, I'm willing to do this. And if I don't ask you, you get mad. I'm willing to do this. I say Oh, if over 50% of the next call, I'm so, I'm so solid in my argument and knowing that smokers are selfish and knowing that secondhand smoke is dangerous, I know that more than 50% of the next callers will agree with me, and I'm willing to put it on the line. We'll agree with you on what? That the smoking ban is correct? That it should happen? That the smoking ban is correct in Montgomery County and that they've taken positive steps. I'm willing to do this. We were talking about this, to this turkey soda earlier. I think Bateman brought in some leftovers from Thanksgiving. We can grab, we can grab the blender from upstairs. I know you've got a soda right here in front of you. We will make our own turkey soda. And if more than 50% of the people agree with me that the Montgomery ban is correct, then you have to drink the turkey soda. You have to and, down it. And if all 12 ounces. And if you are uh, incorrect in your assumption of then that? I'll down it. Okay. I'll down it. I am that confident that what Montgomery County has done is correct. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. You don't have to give a long speech. All I want to know is whether or not Montgomery County was correct in defending the rights of non-smokers to live. You not, live not and breathe free oh, air, what George I, Washington <laughs> fought for here in Washington D.C. While, while we while we bore while we poured the the tea out in Boston, <laughs> so that we could all breathe free air. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. We'll start with Dr. Ron. Usually one man, one call, but Dr. Ron, uh, tell me the effects of secondhand smoke. And then also say whether or not we're correct. First, let me tell you, Jay Dubs is a bald-faced liar. I used to sit next to him at B-Dubs, and he would blow smoke in my face incessantly. At a bar in Michigan. That is true, Jay Dubs. That is not true. I'm not, I've, I've sat next to you once in B-Dubs. Absolutely. It didn't matter. Next time I'm burning your forehead with this. in my face. <laughs> anyway, let me tell you about the effects of secondhand smoke. There are lung cancer from that. I actually took care of a husband and wife. The wife never smoked. I guarantee you the chain smoke. And they both died of cancer. Thank but you. More importantly, the reason that asthma has increased tenfold in the past 50 years is because women smoking in the house. In the old days when only the men smoked and they smoked yeah, away from home, kids didn't have asthma nearly as much. Look at, look at asthma is, uh, is just kids' minds playing tricks on them. See, all right. Would you agree with the with the smoking ban? Yes or no? I, I I do. However, I do think Matt brought up a good point in that there should be some businesses that are allowed to cater to smokers. So it yes should be no. collected. Yes. But but the answer overall is yes. Thank you, Doctor Ron. And go to Boston, and you'll figure out why. Uh, where where we fought for our rights for clean air. <laughs> I appreciate that, Doctor Ron. We're gonna run through these, through these real quick. More than fifty percent. In favor of the ban, Dubs is drinking the turkey soda mix that we're going to make, the leftover Thanksgiving leftover mix. 
800 I want concrete yes or no. I don't want these half-assed yes, but no. All right, Steve, what do you think? Uh, quick, Just a quick analogy. I, I own a business in Virginia. I have the right to refuse service to anybody as a business owner. That is my that is my right as a business owner to to do that. Mm-hmm. I think I am a smoker. I do my darndest not to smoke in the lobby of my business where customers come in because I know it does affect some people. Thank you. I think bars in particularly I think need to be uh, uh, kind of grandfathered in this ban due to the fact that a, a lot of people smoke. They're smoking, they're smoking and drinking. Where do you come down on the band, though, yes or no? J-Dubs and no, me. I, I, I think the band needs to have some, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Provisions for bars? to it. Okay, so, so yes, yes or no as it stands now in Montgomery County? Though. As it stands no. now, no? No. God damn it. All right, thanks for the call, bro. Thanks, guys. As, okay, that, that makes it easier. As the band stands now, yes as or no? As the band stands now. Remember... Your right to breathe free air. Your right to not, air. to not act like you're in a garage smucky, sucking in the fumes. Then don't go to the places where people are smoking. Bob, real quick. Yes go or no? Go Friday. Yeah, Montgomery County got their head up their ass on this issue right here. It's so, you ought to be able, if it's legal to smoke, you ought to be able to smoke wherever you damn well please. I don't smoke, but I think people ought to have their rights and they ought to, ought to be stomped on. Damn right. Be off the boat. Because we wanted to do some stuff, like not pay taxes, and that's that's where that's where it stands. I, ladies and gentlemen of Washington D.C., throw your cigarettes in the Potomac. Take a stand. We want to breathe free air. What's this, this is free air? You're a smoke. You're an air Nazi. That's what you are. Bo, welcome into the hideout. Yes or no on the issue? Come on. You got me on. Yes. Look, half. Get off your soapbox, man. Oh, yeah, exactly. Come on, look, J Dubs is right. You know, you can't you can't say say that we're selfish because we want to smoke, and you guys aren't selfish because you want to put us in the cold. Yeah, you guys aren't selfish because you guys want us to stop doing something. And you're doing an extracurricular activity that makes you go outside. How is that selfish okay. on my part? Yeah. Do you realize? Hold on, let's wait, let's, let's wait 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 wait. Like uh, eating steak makes a, gets you uh, cardiac disease after a while or something. Why don't you go outside and eat your steak? That's not affecting you, dumbass. Uh, or it, what if you have a bunch of vegetarians around you and they don't like to see you eating steak? It's not. Why don't a... you go outside and eat your steak? Jackass. It's eat not your a... steak outside. Eat it outside. Eat that steak outside. Yes, yes, Mark another one for me. Yes or no on that, Bo? No, no. no. <laughs> Thank you. Let me make this point real quick for all you dummies. Outside. All you dummies listening. Let me make this point. Realize that as non-smokers, we're not doing anything to harm you. Are we? We're making you go outside so that we don't get harmed. Realize what if we that. Get sick? Realize that as you're getting sick because you're getting emphysema from sucking down the cancer sticks. Realize that as smokers. You are doing something to affect the health of others. As non-smokers, we're not. And then you insisting that you do it inherently makes you selfish. You dumbass sons of bitches. What? Mike, welcome into the hideout. Or Matt. Matt, welcome into the hideout. I can't, I can't talk in when you are talking, but if I'm talking, you can talk all over me. I don't like that. Matt, I'm all for this bad. Thank you. 
Thank you. The town Thank I'm you. From in California banned okay. it in the early nineties. Didn't affect business at all. No, of People course, got yeah. over it. Exactly. The, you know, you can go out to the bar, you don't stink the next day. Thank you. And you don't have to. It's like me. I, you don't I'm, stink because you don't have a hot chick rubbing up against you. Uh, the one that smells like the pad from your mother between yeah. her legs. I'm sure that brings back memories of your mama, cigarettes and nasty pad smell. Oh, mama. Oh, mama dubs. Oh, how I miss you, mama dubs. You love how he gets mean on this because he can't prove an actual point. Mm-hmm. Mike, welcome into the hideout. Is it me? Yes. Uh, it's Rob. Anyway, uh, look, you bleeding heart. Uh, you know <laughs> when you go to a bar, there's going to be smokers. Yeah. So Not anymore in Montgomery County. You're an adult. You choose to go to these places and inflict a secondhand smoke on yourself. <laughs> whoa, whoa. You, as a non-smoker, should not go to these places where the evil demon secondhand smoke will be. So you choose to be infected by the secondhand <laughs> smoke. All right, me, I agree with that. I'm going to say, say you're a no, and let me say this. You guys are fresh air terrorists. Fresh air terrorists. I love how you throw that no. word around. Fresh air terrorists. I love how I'm inflicting danger upon myself by going to somewhere where the fresh air terrorists are, are committing all these heinous acts against humanity. Your weapons of mass destruction. Why do you, why do you go to those places then? Why do you go to these places? So I'm not going to be able to go anywhere. No. Not if you don't like the, the, the activities that are going on in that place. Real, why do you go? Realize that you could still go. I'm not, gonna, why are you giving me that bring it down sign? Because I can't get over you unless I yell like this. I am having a civilized conversation. No, you are. You're Mr. Mr. Free Air Terrorist. And it's it's just like you as a conservative to yell and beat your chest. (laughs) I'm a conservative now. I'm sorry, Mr. Rush Hannity, (laughs) uh, talking about only your rights and your rights only. You sons of bitches. Right now we're... I'm a conservative now. Amazingly, the dumbass hideout listeners are... Four to two in favor of dubs. Again, this is me drinking the soda, the, the turkey soda thing. Keep on going. We're just going to brush through these. These are the last six callers. Can I can I win if these all six are from me? Yeah. Yes. All right. I can. Uh, we'll just go with you on line one. Line one, welcome into the hideout. Uh, I believe your name is Alicia. Welcome, Alicia. Uh, thank you. Um, just calling in on the smoking issue. I'm a smoker myself, but um, I... I would have to say I agree with the ban. Yes. Um, As it is. I have a lot of nieces and nephews who always complain, and I, I understand it affects other people. You know, we choose to smoke, but this is something that is harmful to others. Hang up on the whore. Next caller. <laughs> Wait a second. Alicia yes. is making very valid points. She is concerned about her family. I bet, I bet your menstruation smells like my mom's. Okay, stop it. <laughs> what are you doing, dubs? God, Alicia. No, I, I agree with the band. And, and, and come on, as a smoker, you know it's harmful. And you got to agree with me that you're a whore. <laughs> you know it's harmful, though. Thank you, Alicia. See, that's a woman thinking about other people. It's, oh, I get all oh, Okay, now, now, now you're going to start talking about Mother World. Now you're Mother gonna... World and your free air. Join me. Uh, I asked you to, den- to denounce the air fresh, air fresh terrorism. I... And I, throw your cigarettes into the Potomac. I ask make you. I ask you to make this a-hole drink this turkey stuff. Robert, welcome into the hideout. What's your vote on this ban? Montgomery County is wrong. All right, next caller. Thank you so much for your phone call. Terrorist. Matt, welcome into the hideout. Or Mary, or who is this? This is Mary. Hey, Mary, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's a stupid. When you guys go to your sporting events. You guys drink your beers, you get drunk, you get into a car, and you kill people. What the hell's the difference? 
So no, yes or no? <laughs> Big difference. Yes or no? I I don't know where you're going with this, but yes or no? I think she. No, I, no, I think Montgomery County is wrong. You guys are talking about drinking in a bar, okay? And you're smoking. Thank you, Mary. Your your voice makes me want to burn holes in my cheeks with my cigarette. See, these are the idiots that are agreeing with J Dubs. They're confusing That's the one idiot. Apples to oranges. App <laughs> oranges to tangerines. <laughs> Only three more calls. Uh, the grapefruits. Jason, welcome into the hideout. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm against it, and I just think smokers, you know, we're doing our part in thinning the herd, you know. <sighs> exactly. So that's the way you let, again, air fresh terrorists. Just keep on going. Air that's terrorists. With fresh air terrorists. That's what it is. Fresh air terrorists. i got to remember my little catchphrases that I give. Why? Because they're so stupid? Charlie Ann, welcome into the hideout. No, because they're so correct. Charlie Ann. so amazingly creative? No. Thank you, ma'am. Go ahead, please. Okay, I have a, um, I'm going to vote for the ban, but I also have another terrible thing that secondhand smokers do to us. Okay. And that is, I am returning from my Thanksgiving week in North Carolina, driving a rental car down that reeked of cigarette smoke so badly that when change I Change cars, there, they let you change cars. Will you stop? Will you let this woman talk? My eyes were red. I had a sore throat. Then I stayed in a hotel room the that reeked of cigarette smoke. <laughs> so every morning I would go over to my family and I would be red-eyed and sore throat. Now I've got another rental car coming back that reeks. I'm in an ashtray. See, this is, this is what I'm saying, Charlie Ann. I'm being totally affected, and I am for the ban. And you know why? And then let me say this about Charlie Ann's point. You Buy a car. You fresh air terrorists are affecting the economy. Buy your You're affecting car. the economy in car rentals and in hotels. Fresh air terrorists affecting the economy. Uh, economy. 800-636-1067. I don't understand if you're an American how you can disagree with me. Because then you're just limiting the rights, so you feel more, you feel better about yourself. I don't know if they have government classes because... in Fowlerville. Okay, they probably didn't. But there's one basic thing about rights: your rights end where my face begins, and that includes okay, your fist. Why, why don't you cigarette smoke? Why don't you highlight that on the Bill of Rights? I'm sure that, that was put just that way. That's what W says. Okay, and I agree with W. <laughs> I'm against the fresh air terrorists. Okay, let's uh, let's down abortion too. Well, give me a rusty hanger. I'm going to abort the a-hole right out of you. <laughs> Let's let the fetuses smoke. <laughs> John, welcome into the hideout. You there, John? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, bro? I'm a non-smoker, retired bar manager, frequent bar customer. I would love to sit in a bar that has no smokers in it. Thank you. Same time. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Same time. It's not the government's place. Tell a business owner what he can and can't allow. If it's legal, he can't tell the business owner you can't do it in your, in your place. But shouldn't the government be defending us from fresh air terrorists? You don't <laughs> have the right not to go into a bar. That is true. All right. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to mark that one down for me. No. Thank you, John. Get that off there. <laughs> you aren't keeping score anymore. <laughs> it's like two. It's like two children having a debate with thousands and thousands of people. Keep on going. How many more calls do you want to take? Leah, welcome into the hideout. I've already won, clearly. Okay. okay, my vote is very clear for yes. And this mountain man who just called, that's what the government is for, to regulate things. Regulate. Thank and, you. And okay, let's, let's, we'll go to the Nazi Germany, you hooker. From what I can tell you about women. I right? do. 
I love them. Okay. Love you don't want your woman steps. coming from the club with her hair stinking like smoke. That turns them on. Sister. She's all nasty and stinky. Oh, mama you want You want freshness. <laughs> he doesn't like freshness. I want to powerbomb you in the middle of Main Street. Will you stop? What are you being so angry for? Because these people are ignorant. Right now it's tied. It's not tied. <laughs> it's far from tied. Welcome into the hideout. Shut up. Welcome into the hideout. Hello. Oh, somebody dropped. Last two calls. Welcome into the hideout. Hello? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, uh, my name is John, and I think that, um, you know, that it is wrong for, you know, for you to think that you shouldn't be able to, you should be able to smoke in Montgomery County when other people are affected. I think you should be pimp slapped. Thank but you. Pimp slap J-Dubs. It is now officially tied. No, it isn't. It is tied. I'm one ahead still. Side I'm two ahead still. Because you've been marking those wrong. I've seen you mark them wrong. I'm two ahead still. You can't win. How are we supposed to know? Because Sideshow's been taking... All right, how about this... We'll go on the very next caller. No! <laughs> the very next you caller. Have, you have the thing in front of you. You know what they're going to say. I don't. You can look at it. I have no idea what line five is going to say. That is yes or no for who's going to drink the turkey soda. No. Welcome into the hideout. I'm winning. Okay, you... Are you there? Yes. Talking to me? Yeah. What do you think? I want, I'm for the ban. I'm yes! No, I never agreed to that. I am still ahead. Thank you. Uh-huh. And there it is. No. I'm not drinking it. I'm still ahead, and I'm not drinking it. Why are you being such a puss? Because you are losing, and you're trying to figure out some half-assed way to win it. Has anybody else at home been keeping score? Does everybody else realize that J-Dubs is being a big puss? Who, again, is being selfish, the smoker or the non-smoker? You are because you're changing the rules in the middle of a game. Fresh air terrorists. Welcome into the hideout. What's up? What up? Nah, I just wanted to uh, go with Dubs just because I like him. Thank you. Just because I like him. <laughs> yeah. that, that doesn't count. No, he had no, nothing. Yes, that that counts. Nothing, Mark it down. Nothing Every caller matters. You you're now you're trying to limit people's right to vote. That's different from W. Welcome into the hideout. Why yeah, why were you gonna let him vote? Because he's black. Is that where you're going with this now? <laughs> Just like W. Welcome into the hideout. <laughs> so yeah, man, it, it's just taking our rights away. Exactly. As, non, as non-smokers, thank you. No. <laughs> All right, fine, I lost. Fine. I will drink the turkey gravy soda. I'm not going to do it now, though. All right, I'll let you wait. I'm going to do it at the end of the show because it will probably make me sick. Again, a concoction of cranberries and soda and turkey, all based on this turkey soda that they've got. From Jones Soda. It's not the actual Jones soda. We're going to actually make our own in a blender. I can't believe that... And Al Hefe is going to drink it because he lost. I can't he's a big loser. I can't believe... Loser? You would let the terrorists win. Loser. The fresh air terrorists. <laughs> Every time you... I want, you, I want to say this. From now on, I want to start the movement. You know what? Along with throwing the cigarettes in the Potomac... Hey, to hell with uh, Cameron and his rules. You're not going to smoke in here. I'm going to punch you in the chest if you smoke. Oh, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Come here. No! I'm going to punch you. Blow it. You know what? Blow it. I respect you, so I'll go outside. We well, already got it lit up in here. Cameron, do you hear that? Do you hear that, Cameron? Dubs is smoking in the studio. If Geronimo can't do it in here, what makes you think you can? You know why? Because you Because it's Saturday night no one's listening. Because you're selfish. <laughs>
Manson, the fight song, El Jefe Sideout 106.7 WJFK.
I can smell it on my clothes. The sweet smell of victory after I went outside for a cigarette. And welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe, that is J-Dubs, and the fresh air terrorists have won again. I smell like a begonia. I hope... You really do stink. Nah, I smell great. You stink like cigarette smoke. Smell like a tulip. You son of a bitch. Smell terrific. I want to thank everybody who called into the debate. I want to thank the people who uh, voted for me. And know that at some point we will win this. We are winning it slowly. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking back America one you, county you at a time. You are talking to them like, like they're the Al-Qaeda and you're, you're Osama bin Laden. One county at a time, ladies and gentlemen. We <laughs> We've got Afghanistan, the world next. We will take back America and be able to breathe the fresh air just like our forefathers fought for. And everybody raise their rebel flags. Before. Thank you very much. All right, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. See, really, we're pissed off that you guys couldn't smoke in my apartment? I don't mind going outside and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind getting away from you guys to, uh, to go smoke. I really don't care about that. That's not my thing. I'm not going to make you feel uncomfortable because I want to smoke. But the uh, thing is, you make us uncomfortable. Not at your house by pushing us out, by pushing us out of an actual establishment that would allow it, but a law says they can't. El Jefe and J-Dubs with you in the hideout on this Saturday night. Your Saturday night brought us hanging with you. That was uh, Marilyn Manson, the fight song, part of Mandatory Manson this evening. Kick, take a couple calls. Line four, welcome in the hideout. Hello? Hello? Yeah, what's yeah. up? Yeah, um, I'm, I was trying to talk about uh, the banning the secondhand sm- uh, cigarettes, mm-hmm. uh, banning secondhand smoke. Real quick, uh, bro. I think they are also should ban uh, secondhand tampons, too. <laughs> Man, that well, you know, I, I wonder if this ever has happened. A girl goes into a bar, doesn't have a tampon, <laughs> she reaches into the bin next to the toilet, and, you know, oh, finds, oh, finds oh. The, least, uh, the least used one. Allow me to say I doubt it. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's happened once. Welcome into the hideout. Hey, man, this is Fairfax Mike. Hey, Jefe, uh, where's all this fresh air you're talking about? Because I can't smell it. Um, exactly, because the fresh air terrorists have already polluted this country for so many years. I thought it was from the 350 million automobiles that we have going every day. And that could be next. Hey, that's part of the reason why we're in Iraq right now. That's part of the reason we have this whole war. Oil and cigarettes are destroying America. And I want to <laughs> and I want to thank you for bringing that up, Fairfax Mike. You are so ridiculous. You are so ridiculous. Don't be mad because you can't defend your arguments, okay? <laughs> you defend them with the, the most abstract things. Whatever. I do want to say, though, we were talking about uh, Manson, the fight song. Uh, I want to thank Dubs, because even though Dubs is going to make me drink this turkey soda shake at the end of the show, uh, I do want to say thank you for bringing me into the 20th century, and I mean that. Uh, because Dubs will not be around on Christmas, so he decided to give me my Christmas present early. And Dubs bought me a DVD player. Well, you always bitch about, you know, not having one and not being able to watch DVDs and see the special endings that they don't, uh, they don't include. In regular DVDs. And, I want, you know, it was really cool of you because I, I wasn't expecting a present from you. I honestly thought that you weren't going to get me anything, but having you and Mrs. Dubs over to the Nazi non-smoking uh, establishment that is El Jefe's place in Silver Spring. Well, you call them like you see them, and I like that. But uh, that was cool that you got me that DVD player. And I went immediately out to Hollywood Video and bought a whole bunch of DVDs, including Bowling for Columbine, which I recommend everybody watching. 
And also on that too um, was on the extra extra features the man the the, the uh, video for Manson ah, the fight song. That's how you got it edited. And so that's how I got the edited version of the fight song from Hollywood and also the video on the Bowling for Columbine DVD. Other DVDs that I bought because I was so excited it's like I got this new toy I got to play around with it. Another one that I bought was House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. And that's Sherry Moon. I haven't seen that yet either. I haven't seen uh, Bowling for Columbine. I haven't seen House of a Thousand Corpses yet. I'll come over and we'll have a movie day. Yeah, definitely. At your place. Definitely, where I can smoke. <sighs> can we drop that? I'm already going to have to do the turkey soda okay. later. Can you at least not bask in the glory of your... It's pretty hard. You know, I, I, I'm still basking in the glory of the Lions' magnificent victory. And now I have to bask in this glory, too. It's very uh, tough to uh, pull away from one and not glow about the other. How do I always lose the stunts? That's what I'm talking about, you being the media darling. Everybody loves me. It's El Jefe's hideout. Everybody that calls agrees with Dubs. They're all on Dubs' side. Because Dubs I'm the only rational one on the show. There's no way you were rational. How? You're calling people terrorists for smoking. And it's brilliant. <laughs> you got to mark the words. you got to get the catchphrases out there, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, porn on DVD is something I'm looking forward to, bro. I'm usually I'm the VHS guy right now. I'd love some porn on some DVD if anybody yeah. wants to get El Jefe some presents. Mind you, the show isn't costing you anything. It's not even like you have to sit through commercials. And anybody that's listening right now that knows me, El Jefe, that is on my Christmas list. DVDs, specifically pornography on DVDs. I'd also like pornography that kind of like looks like the the chicks that I'm really into. Uh, the short black hair, uh, the kind of. Is there any goth porn? Now I'm I don't want sure I don't is. want dominatrix. I'm not into the dominatrix stuff, but if there's just like goth chicks giving oral, what you... I'm into that. And, and even if it's goth oral, you know, I, well, I'm down. So you know, ten eight hundred Main Street, Fairfax, Virginia. What you gotta do? You just gotta go the pervert way and go actually into the stores and look around and look at the back of the boxes. You know, usually when guys like us go into the porn shops, we go there. We discreetly grab whatever we want, and we get out as soon as possible. But if you want to find what you want, you got to actually go through and sift through, and you might have to pay 50 bucks for a porn if you want the one you want. Should we do goth porn for plugs? Usually we do. We play a little game called pizza for plugs, but I'm not opposed to goth porn for plugs. I'll, I'll plug your business <clears throat> if you have any goth pornography. Give any goth plugs. <laughs> so you and the Christmas spirit, Dubs? Yeah. Uh, we went shopping. We... Uh, Today we uh, we actually went shopping yesterday on the busiest day of the year, and uh, we went shopping. How was it? It wasn't that bad because we went late, and the the parking was horrendous. But I do a thing which really pisses my girlfriend off, and uh, and when it's really busy shopping someplace, I'll be walking through, and if I can't get through the certain area, I rip and swim, <laughs> just like I'm like a like a defensive lineman. I'll go like there's like there's two people standing right in front of me, I'll lower shoulder. Raise my arm, swim right through. Have you ever punched? Basically, you're using a punching motion. Well, I'm using a, uh, a haymaker motion. Yes, I'm throwing the haymaker. What, what, what time did you go out to do this? I went out. We went out around uh, one, one in the afternoon. What do the people look like that were out there doing their oh, their early shopping? They're so sad. You know, it's the poorest of the bunch that always go shopping on this day because everything's so cheap. So you got the fat bastards out there. <laughs> where, 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 Why do you play four with fat? Wearing the uh, because they spend all their money on food. Now let's get back to this. 
wearing their um, their Looney Tunes all over T-shirts that they got at Walmart, and they're back at Walmart buying a thirty-dollar DVD player, which yours costed much more, I might say. I doubt it. It did. I've seen that one. Fifty bucks, I bet. More. Really? Yeah. That's a good brand, Apex. That's not bad. I got you a, a replica Lions jersey. That was very nice of you. I appreciate it. I, w I wore it over to your place on uh, on Thanksgiving. So tell me more about these fat poor people at Walmart. <laughs> what? There's not much you can say about them. They always, they're always. It's so funny because I'm waiting in line behind these people, and all of them hold up the line because they they they're almost done checking out. They're like, oh man, I gotta grab Baby Ruth. <laughs> they always have to have the one thing checked out after you know their uh, their bills are made up, and they have to redo the whole billing system, and then run their baby Ruth, which costs fifty cents. Or <laughs> paying the ass. You're lying. Then they, pay, no. then they pay with a check. There were no fat people that grabbed a baby Ruth when they were I almost swear, done. I swear, there's a fat person in front of you grabbed baby Ruth before they were done, and paid with a check, which took up forever. So you're saying fat people don't have credit? No, they, I just said they were living check to check, and they didn't get their check till uh, probably Monday. <laughs> so they postdated the check. Postdated the check, or they they figured it wouldn't go through because of the holidays. You know what I hate about? You know why I'm glad I didn't come over to your place for Thanksgiving. Why? You were and I don't know if it's you or Mrs. Dubs that in, that's into this super like homo type thing, but you decorate for every goddamn holiday. Yeah. You uh, decorated for Halloween. Halloween. When knowing damn well that nobody was coming over to your place to get candy. I'm sure you probably decorated for Thanksgiving, didn't well, you? Well, we did kind of a thing for Halloween where we got a bunch of Halloween stuff and some just generic fall stuff. So after Halloween was over, we took the the, the Halloween stuff down, and we still had a bunch of uh, fall stuff up still. So are you doing Christmas even though you're we not We already be got here? Christmas done. Christmas what? is set up. We all, Even this time, we went as far as getting a, uh, a snowman um, uh, shower curtain. So even our, our bathroom is Christmas stuff. Don't say, do you have something? Are you doing anything for your stupid ass little queer cat? For one, one, one thing, she's not a stupid ass queer cat. And two, yes, she has a stocking. <laughs> it's already half filled. How can someone who is so heartless and so cold have a stocking for a cat and already have it filled? <laughs> I know ours don't have anything in them yet, but the cat's already half filled. Are you kidding? No. What'd you get your cat? We just got her some, some toys to play with, some little uh, balls with bells in them and everything for her to knock around and have fun with. Sure, your cat likes balls. A queer ass cat. It's a girl cat. <laughs> His name is Sadie. Thank you very much. Call, him, call her Sadie from now on. I can't believe that you have a heart. You have enough of a heart. You're going to get. Tell me you're not taking it for pictures. <laughs> Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Santa will be taking pictures over at the fair. Uh, what's that, the Fairview Mall? And Sadie will be joining me over in uh, over in Fairfax at the mall to uh, get pictures taken with Santa. T-Dubs, don't tell me you're bringing that little queer cat over for uh, some pics. Santa, her name's Sadie. Oh, 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 Merry Christmas, boys. It's good to be in the hideouts. How are ya? Not very bad, Santa. How was the uh, parade? Parade. Uh, I actually had somebody sit in for me, not into the parade too much. Yeah, I'm busy this time of year trying to do stuff. I don't have time to go around and parades. Now, Hefe said you were coming in here today, Santa. What, what brings your presence into the hideout? Well, a couple of things. Um, I'm not near the North Pole. So right now, I need to check my email. 
Just because you have an effect on your voice doesn't mean that we're going to be able to hand it in as a separate plug for a separate show to Cameron, all right? The AOL for Broadband just has no no bearing in this bet. We don't have AOL for Broadband at the North Pole. What are the drawbacks? So I have to visit my buddies, and occasionally, ho, 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 i got to check my AOL for Broadband here in the hideout. Is there a problem with that? No. Right, Go ahead. Check the AOL for Broadband. You're not, you don't seem to be in the Christmas spirit. I'm very much still in the Christmas spirit. I guess I'm just not in the AOL for broadband spirit tonight. Now, I don't have to trade out anything for using the AOL for broadband, do I? So, you're, what are you checking on the AOL for broadband? Well, I got Christmas wish lists that I need to check out. I uh, see what people want for the holidays, do, things like that. Do you get the naughty list on there? Got the naughty list in my back pocket, yeah. Can we check it out? Will this serve me my hideout pass? I, I don't think uh, Santa. I, I think that would give Santa the uh, the hideout pass, even pass, even though he uh, called my cat queer. All right, hey, this is for the hideout pass. Sure, why not? It's not like it's a matter of national security. Oh, it's time to check out the naughty list. Let me see. Um, here's one. Bush George W. Well, I'm only going to say this because I know he listens to the hideout. Bush George W. is on the naughty list because he lies to go to war. And lying is naughty. Oh, oh, oh. Now, now, if lying is naughty, does lying, al lying also uh, give you cancer like Rose O'Donnell says? That's what I hear. Lying causes cancer. Oh, oh, oh. Now, what causes more cancer, that or secondhand smoke? <laughs> secondhand smoke, come on. Weapons of mass destruction, my ass. You realize Santa's a Democrat, don't you? Republicans what? don't go out helping children. Only Santa would give of himself, are... and a Democrat would give of himself to go help children. You aren't even an American citizen. Why are you even a Democrat or Republican? What does it matter? Because I have business in the United States of America. What kind of business? You, 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 what are you, Michael Jackson now? Oh, there's a, he's also on the naughty list. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, let's see here. He kept asking for the board game version of Rubba Rubba. Elson, I didn't know what that was till a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Turned out. I've heard he had a couple other things on the list, too. Uh, did he have uh, his, uh, did he wish for his patent on the KY Jr.? Ah, <laughs> uh, haven't heard about that one. That's a funny, though. That's why. <laughs> how, about a, how about a real small, how about a really small biting pillow? <laughs> what is this? Are we here to make fun of Michael Jackson? Or are we here to hear about the naughty list? I, I heard, also heard he uh, wanted a uh, bumper sticker saying that the uh, that your honor student has a very nice ass. I also heard that one too. I'm just wondering. I'm just. I want to know what his list was before you put him on the naughty list. That's a stocking stuffer, I suppose, for your queer ass cat. Stop that above the chimney, son. Why don't you bring him a uh, class of 2014 T-shirt to put on the elephant man? diagram and how to get into the caulking position. Hey, hey Santa, this is uh, Tommy Bateman here. What about that piece of ass Paris Hilton? Is she on your list? Oh, yes. Paris Hilton's also on the naughty list. Uh, can I let you boys in on a little secret? Mrs. Sure. Claus and I have reenacted that video at least seven times, complete with the cell phone call. Mrs. Santa Claus, let me get my cell phone. F your cell phone! Turn it off! Oh, 
So you didn't reenact the Chubby Michael... Love, I like it. <laughs> FatGoffGirls.com. You can see Mrs. Santa on there at certain times of the year, usually Halloween. Now, I used to have uh, a porn called Bringing in the New Year. Uh, no, what was it? Something, but it had the elves having sex with Mrs. Claus. Now, does that ever happen? Uh, at North Pole, does do the uh, elves ever pleasure Mrs. Claus? Well, there are certain times when I have to leave the North Pole to check my AOL for broadband, so conceivably, or it could actually happen at some point while I'm out. Now, do they do it like with gerbils? <laughs> like, what they got like a piece of PVC pipe? They just run up right in. Okay, thank you. I'd rather focus on Paris Hilton. How's that simple life look? <laughs> thank you, <laughs> elves. Gerbils, elves, and PVC pipe. That's all I'm thinking about right now, Santa. It's got it's something in my head I can't get out. You guys want to hear some of these lame-ass wishes? Yeah. Here's one. You've got mail. Dear Santa, I'd like smaller boobs for Christmas. I'm a double D now, so I'd settle for a C cup. And if you don't give me some smaller man boobs, I'm going to come to the North Pole and kill you. Man, Chief's 420. Very good, Fidel. <laughs> I like that. Are Fidel jokes ever going to get old on this? No, they will never get old. <laughs> You've got mail. I'll kill you. For Christmas, I'd like one of the junkies to die so I can fit right in their place. Or I'd sell for one of their hawks to fit right into my place because I'm silly blazy like that donkey. <laughs> Holy Dukes or Britney Dukes. That queer's not getting anything for Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. Chad Dukes. <laughs> You've got mail. Dear Santa, I want four things for Christmas. Cupcakes, a woman, more cupcakes, and a woman to bring me more cupcakes. Fill the throw, uh, feel free to throw in a driver's license, too. That comes from Big Black 300-pound sad sack. How is Matt Albert? <laughs> Matt Albert. Now, I heard he has a date. We'll get into that later, though. That fat bastard. Can you imagine him? Bumping moths with that fat goth girl. Oh, oh. You know it's an Eddie, too. You know it's just folded. Uh, you've got mail. All I want for Christmas is to bypass the hideout and have tech radio on five days a week with a replay on Saturdays from 8 to 11. I would also like Alan to die so I can move up to GM. Signed, Kyle Stevens. Now, somebody you, hit Billy Ocean. Now, would you like uh, another chance to uh, to uh, post up, get out of my dreams, get into my car, so he doesn't step on the post like he did the first time? He asked for Billy Ocean's greatest hits as well. The P.S. <laughs> Kyle Stevens. I still say he can't satisfy his woman. <laughs> now, could the elves? <laughs> Only with PCP pipe and a gerbil. You've got mail. This holiday season, I need an endless supply of number fours from Wendy's Biggie Size, of course, and for Shaky to return my forbidden love like we had in those cold Michigan nights. P.S. going to get a little more tough for Christmas, too. Short and stubby partner of Dougie. Where is that yeah, fat kid? Speaking of that fat bastard, where is he? Santa comes in, he gets all scared like he's a little kid, runs upstairs. I think he's at Wendy's, buying a number four. Fat Hefe. You've got mail. Hefe's a fat bastard. <laughs> he's not here to defend it. Hefe is a fat bastard. Oh, 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 I know it's a long shot. I know where his uh, ex-wife's banging with a lot of guys right now. <laughs> you got to take it there, huh? <laughs> well, he's not here to defend himself, and it's not that often. Thank God J-Dubs is here. At least someone's funny tonight. Santa has to ask why you would rub in the, the salt wounds of El Jefe being divorced during a very jolly, funny bit. Sam why, would, why, why must 
you, after you've already won the whole smoking debate, getting to this on El Jefe. I'm just saying, Jefe would lose a little weight if he smokes. <laughs> yeah, pick up smoking, Jefe, you fat bastard. <laughs> you've got mail. I know it's a long shot, but can you get me a new reinforced treehouse? Also, any chance for a soda that I can smoke to kill other people with? Musically intensive, foul to foul billion. Now, this is where I draw the line, Santa. You're lying. I did not email you that. <laughs> I did not email you that. My email read, I know it's a long shot, but can I get a new reinforced treehouse so I have uh, so also any chance for me? Also, any chance for a pop? that I can smoke. A pop. <laughs> so, since it's the treehouse now, since El Jefe's not here, I'm kicking your fat ass out just like I kicked him out. I won. Sons of bitches, ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays from the hideout. Who wants another eargasm? Oh, God, no more. No. El Jefe's hideout. Delivering more eargasms an hour than any other show in the nation. On 106.7 WJFK.
jail just for all the things that you've helped make worse in this country, and I don't think you should be so proud of yourself. You should be hanged, you scum! What you do is sick and depraved, you should be shot! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? LFA's hideout on 106.7 WJFA. And welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. So I leave for two seconds to go grab a bite to eat, and what do you do? You start calling me a fat bitch. What was that about? Hey, I get, what, 20 minutes in here by myself? I'm going to take advantage of everything, because you were uh, calling me a air Nazi or air uh, terrorist before. Fresh air terrorist, fresh J-Dubs. Air by the way, stay tuned. I call I... you a fresh air fat bastard. I did lose the bet. I'm not going to even dignify that with a response. As a usual conservative Republican, you're going to resort to name-calling. I'm not going to stoop to your level. I will remind you, the name of this show is El Jefe's Hideout. I am El Jefe. That is my very right-wing, in the, in the <laughs> pockets of the religious right, uh, J-Dubs. Praise no Jesus. Hosting. Praise Jesus. Uh, Bateman, and praise smoking. Bateman taking your phone calls at 800-636-1067-202432. I'll go, I'll go as far as saying this. Philip Morris is Jesus. Sideshow. Engineering. Uh, a masterful job so far. Santa, huh? Santa. And he's going to be taking a picture with my cat, Sadie, tomorrow. Wow, that is so queer. How'd that, how'd that whole thing go? What? It sounded pretty funny when I was at Wendy's getting my number four biggie size. I don't know. I like the fat bastard comment. <laughs> Very proud of that one. Meryl, welcome into the hideout. That sound of it was so bad, it made Jesus start to hate me. Huh? Hmm. Hello? Hmm. Hello? Hmm. Yeah, that one wasn't quite as funny as usual. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. So, J-Dubs, a little show maintenance to take care of. Turns out that um, I, I, I'm the kind of guy that appreciates when people do stuff for the hideout. Yeah. And I like to pay them back in my own little way. Example, I, you know, only got so much money because the show's not getting a ton of money right now. So I try to repay people uh, via beer. Or, you know, airtime. Airtime, yeah. Give them a little experience under their belt. So I allowed Tommy Bateman, our producer, I allowed him something that I've, I haven't allowed anybody else on the show besides you and me. Oral? I allow, huh? Oral? No. Oh. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that far, huh? <laughs> okay. I allowed him to have his own imager. I allowed him to make his own liner for the hideout. So I figured, you know, we, you know, we're not doing a whole lot for the kid. We're getting him some exposure, and we're trying to make things happen for him. But I let him produce his own liner. Okay. Spoon never got this. Fidel never got this. Uh, other people never got this, first of all, because they didn't last that long. But secondly, because they didn't contribute nearly as much as he has. So let's take a listen as to what Tommy Bateman has produced for the hideout. Tommy Bateman. I like to dissect girls. <laughs> you know I'm utterly insane. Serial killer. Oh, don't, don't shut your f***ing mouth. I will kill you. <laughs> Woman hater. Oh, you Chinese hoe. You stupid horse. this. I'm going to stick this up her ass. Tommy Bateman. It's an hour before the show, and he's running around the JFK compound with his goddamn karate kid uniform on. Tommy Bateman. 
here is psychosis only on El Jefe's hideouts. Or in his basement. One thing. I know when you make all the imaging, you put yourself in it. Now, how, why did Tommy put your voice in this imaging, too? How do you sneak your way into every imaging production element? I believe because it's called El Jefe's Hideout. It could be one small little portion. Let's turn it to Fat Bastard Hideout. Bateman, get in here. And it's so funny because he is, he's one of the few people in radio that has a uniform for his job. Yeah. He wears his white Karate Kid uniform along with a red bandana. Now, i got to compliment you on the actual ability to produce stuff with Cool Edit Pro. Not a bad job. Thanks. You're fairly new to it, too, aren't you? Yeah. That sounded great. But month or so. it's all about you. It's all about something with you torturing some Chinese lady. Well, that I think that uh, that is his imager. He got to make one imager to be played on the show, and it gives him some exposure. I don't see anything wrong with that. Why, why are you attacking him? But it's completely about him. There's really hardly in, even any mention of the show. You would think that it's Tommy's torture room, uh, much like J-Dub's treehouse, that it's his own show. There's nothing involving the hideout there. It's like get-to-know Tommy Bateman yeah. imaging. Do you think this is really you? You think we could play this again and people would understand Bateman? Now, isn't there a little clip of you, like, torturing an old chi- Chinese lady in the middle of this? Um, for legal reasons, I don't think we should go into that. <laughs> All right. Uh, although I do have video of maybe some of those things that are uh, on that imaging. All right, knowing that this could maybe be you, then let's listen to it one more time. We don't have to listen to the whole song play. I, I want to listen to the whole song play. <laughs> I, mean, I like I like Karate Kid. Tommy Bateman. I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Serial killer. Oh, don't shut me. your f-ing mouth. I will kill you. <laughs> Woman hater. You Chinese hoe. You stupid whore. It's this. I'm gonna stick this up Whoa, wait a second. Is that actually you, like, from a videotape? And... That was me at 13, and or maybe even 12, and somehow I had a deeper voice back then. I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> he actually sounds but... like Chad Dukes. How dare you say that? If you listen to him as a 13-year-old Bateman, he sounds like you. That Chad... bastard, take it back. <laughs> well, one more time. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta hear how you sound like Dukes. Tommy Bateman. <laughs> I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Serial killer. Don't shut your no. I will kill you. <laughs> Woman hater. Tommy Bateman. It's an hour before the show, and he's running around the JFK compound with his goddamn karate kid uniform on. <laughs> Tommy Bateman. Here is psychosis. Only he's acting it out. He's hideouts. Or in his basement. I'm disappointed. I, this may set the precedent for no one else in the future getting their own imager on the Why? hideout. Why? I have no problem with that. I think that's great. I mean, if we're talking about him and, you know, we uh, we bring him in and it's actually a segment about him, I don't know why we can't play that. It's too, too much Tommy, not enough me. That's my major problem. There's never not enough you when you're in the room. Actually, uh, when I used to do the show with Shake when I first started there interning, I made a couple for myself. What was it? Oh, they're like from the mean streets of Fowlerville, Michigan. Something I, I can't remember what they were, but there's a couple uh, that went over the line FCC standards wise, and they had to get pulled off by Mr. Bobbles. 
<laughs> At least this didn't cross any community standards yeah. or anything like that. Just the video does. I want to put this out there. Um, we are always looking for interns. I know we have a lot of college-age students listening. In fact, Sideshow, uh, who is here, is going to be ending his internship soon. Would you say this has been a very fruitful internship for you and that you've learned a lot, Mr. Sideshow? Very fruitful, yes. You've, so you've learned a lot. Have you gotten a good grade? <laughs> Terrible grade, but I've learned a lot. I, I just want to throw that in. I wonder how that happened. Uh, would you re recommend this internship to other people? If you're not coming from uh, NVCC, probably. <laughs> they too too strict standards over there? Very strict. So we are looking for interns. 800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. Always call up, drop your resume by, uh, little things like that. Especially if you're a hot chick. So, speaking of the person who ruined your grade for you, I don't want to call them out by name, uh, Sideshow. Sure. But uh, this person brought up some chicks to the studio a couple weeks back. <laughs> All right? It was like a Friday night or something. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I thought they were supposed to be recording something, but this person was walking around showing these two chicks around the, the uh, building, if you will. And so one of the girls that he's with says, oh, my God, I was upstairs doing stuff, editing the show that he should have been working on. And um, I was like, oh, hey. Uh, she was like, hey, are you El Jefe? Are you El Jefe? Oh, you know, whenever a chick says, hey, are you El Jefe, I jump to, of course I'm El Jefe. Girl wasn't too bad looking. Kind of a big schnoz, but, you know, I can deal with that. I'm not... You know, a little beak in the way. You know, you can, you can turn your face to the side. Eh, you know, you got her uh, biting pillows. You don't see the beak. You know, I'm about... Oh, if her mouth can reach the pillow. You, you see booty as opposed to beak. And I've always had, a, had a, a dream of getting oral from Gonzo, so I think that would turn me on. So she goes, you know, you guys have gotten so much better. Since the first time that I heard you. What a backhanded compliment that is. Oh, let me, let me say something to you. If you're going to come up and say a compliment, if you, if you even have any questions as to if you're going to say a compliment, don't. It's amazing how people have no, like, couth or understanding or even people skills. What, what I hate is when people add negativity into the compliment. There, there's a negative aspect of that compliment. I mean, hey, I, I'm really loving the show. You know, you can say, I love the show, you know, and that's, you can leave it at that. Great compliment. Mm -hmm. When you add in, it's gotten so much better, it makes you think, well, what the hell were we doing on before? So that means we completely sucked initially. It's as if, it's as if you're going to go and you're going to talk to somebody. Like, let's say, for example, we meet ICP, all right? And I'm sure at some point it's going to happen. You may have already met them. I've met them. You walk up to ICP and say, man, all those first CDs... Before Great Malenko, I didn't get it. I really thought you guys blew. We used to make fun of you. Great Malenko turned me around, and I'm a huge juggalo. They'd, they'd slap you across the they'd face. punch you in the neck, which is what I wanted to do to this big beaked bitch. You should have given her a nose job. Just give her a nose job. Just do, do everybody a favor, you know? Get your aggressions out and punch her beak off. Just grab her beak with my, with my two fingers and, like, twist it. Yeah, give it the claw and just twist. Get it all bloody and say, how do you like that? Is she an old... Asian woman by chance? You C word? No, she wasn't. Did she say the show got better after September 27th? Is that, that when you came in? Of course. That's good. <laughs> you remember the date? Cause it was I eight. don't remember the date when we did our first show. I don't either. I don't either. I just remember mine. Get out of here. <laughs> there goes Bateman. Jackass. <laughs> I love it when people give you those backhanded compliments, though. I mean, you have you ever met any musical stars sideshow? Where you, you go up to him, I and mean, would you ever have the balls 
the audacity to say, hey, you've gotten so much better. Now, is this me overreacting? Is now, this me? Because I am touchy. I don't like to take any criticism. Now, I'm think, not that kind of guy. I think, you know, if it was coming from someone like a teacher or something saying, you know, that was teaching you how to do something, saying, well, you've gotten a lot better, you're great now. I think that's a different thing. But if it's just from some half-assed listener... And to me, there's something in the mentality, though. There's something in the mentality of, I'm going to come up and I'm going to give you a compliment, and I don't even know if it was done on purpose. I, I doubt it was, because people are stupid. And it's like, don't you have any public relations skills? Don't you have anything which tells you this isn't a good idea to say, you're so much better than you used to be? If you're going to compliment, compliment. You know, if you aren't, keep your goddamn mouth shut. What do you think, Sideshow? Maybe she was a little starstruck when she saw you. And you think she was just tongue-tied and just trying to fight to get the words out? Oh, my God, I'm here in front of a face. Probably. Could she, be. She got scared. Uh, I got to see. Uh, dude, so, we're, you know, it's so funny because we're trying, trying to take the show to the next level. I, I remarked earlier how this how the sales staff has done nothing for us, and it's not like you have to listen to any commercials during El Jefe's hideout. God forbid El Jefe and J Dubs go do a live appearance, push the hideout a little bit. I love the spokesmodels, but come on, let's get the word out there. They have now created a hideout sales piece, Dubs, complete with you and me. Now, Happy's Hideout Saturdays from 8p to 11p. You two advertisers can sponsor this show. WJFK is proud to be the weekend home for El Jefe's Hideout, the next generation in personality-driven talk radio, mixing intelligent entertainment with reality radio. Now, this is what the uh, salespeople are handing out to businesses, fine establishments around the area. So that they will buy time on El Jefe's okay. Hideout. Okay. Continue. El Jefe's Hideout features El Jefe and J-Dubs, who are already known as radio's most successful weekend fun <laughs> men. <laughs> Well, yeah, we are successful, and we are very funny. Thank you. The chemistry between El Jefe and J-Dubs made them an overnight hit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the duo dominated Saturday overnights <laughs> since their April 26, 2003 debut, and now they are featured in a new time. With an exclamation point. We they, can we add it here? And they've gotten a lot better. And if they've we've listened to it before, they've gotten a lot better. So much better. Amazing. El Jefe comes to JFK from Texas by way of Michigan, where he met J-Dubs while working at a rock station. Jefe's strength is in, his, is in his ability to find ways to convey topics and issues to the audience via innovative segments and comedy-based games, like Santa visiting earlier today. Ooh. J-Dubs hails from the main streets of Fowlerville, Michigan. Mind you, this is on the sales piece. <laughs> they're, they're handing these out to people. I'm from the mean streets of Fallerville, Michigan. His odd humor and astonishing radio voice yes. are attributed to his genetics. Yes, I have, I have a very <laughs> booming and great marble radio voice. I, I speak with marbles in my mouth. But it is astonishing. It sounds like you got a sack deep in there. It's astonishing. <laughs> astonishing. <laughs> the two use their diverse backgrounds to create stimulating conversations on subjects ranging from lifestyle issues to politics to sports because the hideout is a safe haven where nothing is off limits. It's a morning drive show <laughs> in your Saturday night. That's the best. <laughs> Well, I, I'd say, yeah. This this is morning show quality. Look out, Elliot. Look out, junks. You're lucky we're doing mornings on Saturday nights. 
after infomercials. Counting your lucky stars there. This is the funniest. It is a morning drive show on your Saturday night, and it will drive results to your business. AskDeadMoneyPokerClub.com. They got 10 signups thanks to Pizza for Plug. Really? 10 signups out of one night. Very good. Carol Hefe's hideout in stunning FM stereo sound exclusively on Washington Superstation 106.7 WJFK. Now, I'm glad we're on FM stereo because it's a far cry from mono. It's a far cry from that AM dial, son. We've made it a long way. So there it is. Now it gives you a little background on the hideout and who you could come intern for. But the biggest issue that... And if you, if you want to buy time, please do. Contact Alan Linewan. Because remember, it is a morning show. And we've gotten so much better. It's a morning show on your Saturday nights. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have this astonishing radio voice do plugs for you. Now, okay, the, the, the sales piece is silly. Yeah. But the most disturbing thing is they, they conned us into taking pictures. We thought it was for the website. Have you seen these uh, sideshows? I have not. Turns out it's for the website. Oh, it's for the website, too? It's for the website and the sales piece. No way. Yeah. And I'm not interested in that picture because we look like the two average radio douchebags. We look like the two average kid touchers. <laughs> you look at look me. Look at me. I, I got my hands tucked underneath my, uh, my <laughs> armpits. It looks like I'm hiding, like, I don't know, like big Fidel Mantis. <laughs> and it looks like I have a penis... Uh, a, a a big black member coming out of my head with my one dreadlock that's sticking up in the middle of the air. Does it not? Does he look at that? It does. And of course, I'm not I'm not a good looking guy, as you heard in the last segment. Fat bastard, fat bastard, fat yeah, bastard. Son of a bitch. And uh, what I'd like to do, and I don't know if there's anybody out there in our audience that draws, but I don't want to go with a picture. I talked to a guy that draws. He's supposed to show up tonight, but. I had a tough time getting a hold of him this week, so maybe, I'd like we somebody, him, maybe we can get him in next week. I'd like to have somebody do caricatures or something. Something that, you know what I mean, where it's us, but it's not us. And plus, I don't like to have our identities all out there because i got issues that you know need to remain hidden and you know the divorce and things like that. Now, Bateman's pissed off because he's not in the sales piece. <laughs> don't you worry about getting on the uh, staff. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you work on getting the code? <laughs> and then we'll throw you in the sales piece. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. The funny thing, though, that I'm really worried about this is because I don't want our pictures out on the Internet. I'm really afraid of celebrity fake nudes. <laughs> I don't want somebody cutting it. I don't want somebody cutting and pasting our head and putting it on somebody else's body. You know what? I encourage you to. I encourage you to do that. I, I would love to see someone putting celebrity nudes up of me, up, up of me because that means someone actually wants to see me naked. And, and so, I'd be happy about that. And that worries me because with my head and my look, you know they're only going to be plastering it on the 350, 500-pound guy that can't get out of his apartment that's stuck in his bed with bed sores all over his ass and has to be taken out by a crane. Now you're just asking for it. You're just asking for people to do that to you now. Well, I know that's what's going to happen, and that's why I don't want our real photos out there. Now I'm going to do it. <laughs> now you put the idea in my head. Now i got to go home and do that tonight. Are you the kind of person that is opposed to celebrity nudes on the Internet? No, not at all. I love it. Really? I love it. I, I mean, you know, I, I get kind of mad when I find out they're fake, but as long as it does the job for me, you know, if I can... 
I'm happy. See, I, I'm torn because I, I, I like to think what I'm looking at is real. Are you opposed, Bateman? Are you opposed to uh, to these celebrity nudes on the internet? Of course, it's well, false advertising. <laughs> really? It's false advertising, and most of the time they look like crap. Well, yeah, when it looks like crap, you already know it, so you just skip right over. But some of them look. I really want good. the real thing. Get out of here. I want the real thing, and I don't want them putting, like, man arms on Alyssa Milano, like they, like a picture I saw earlier today. On I, I don't think that was fake. I think it has to be fake. No. Is she, what, is she Italian? Yeah. Italians have got some hairy arms. I'm just going to say it right now. His arms like Hefe in that picture. You say that Italian women have hairy, manly arms. Not all the time, but it's it's more common than on, uh, more people, on other people, you know? These sweeping generalizations that you make. All women are whores. Get out. <laughs> Beat it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just because you're pissed because your imaging sucks. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Not bad for a kid that just picked up Colia Pro. Not bad at all. But, like, I've seen such few celebrity. Like, I even have one celebrity nude saved. It's just one of Britney Spears. And she's, like, pressed against, like, this mirror. And her boobs are just there for everybody to see. And you're right. As long as it's enough, you know, to finish to, I'm not completely opposed to it. I, there was another great one of Christina Aguilera that somebody sent to me. And I'll be honest. I mean, you look pretty fake. But sometimes all you need is just that face and then the naked body, and it's enough. Now, my problem with this is that I can't complete to still photos. I need to actually have movement and audio. So if they could paste, like, the head and, like, master to the technology where they're, they're pasting video on top of video where it sounds like Christina and it looks like Christina's getting railed by Herschel Savage and his uh, chocolate chip Peter. Yeah. yeah. Then I'd be I'd be down with that. I'd be great, but yeah. I can't feel like I'm completing to that. Now that, that that surprises me that you can't complete still photos. Being a creative person like you are, you'd think you'd be able to close your eyes, think of whatever you want. You know, create your porn in your head. I'm surprised you can't do that. I believe it's being desensitized, and I'm sure I'm not the only one out here. It's alone in that. Well, I'm sure, but you're a creative person i think you know your creativity would allow you to close your eyes and here's the thing when you're working it when you're working yourself yeah. you don't want to sit here and create a whole play in your mind and recreate the scenario and the studio of what's happening and i want the the the, the picture to be laid out for me in the video i want the scenario to be set up as in how to marry a rich doctor i want to pretend like i'm that doctor and that I'm banging somebody who works here at the station. But that's how I, like, get into my whole fantasy thing. I can't imagine just, you know, sitting there with a still photo. Playboy to me means nothing. Now, have you uh, thought about giving yourself a stinky pinky to, uh, you know, help yourself out with the whole uh, thinking of it? You know, if you're just... All right. All right, hold on. Let's, let's, imagine, let's take this to another level. <laughs> I, not that we are. See, and I, we were we were so close to getting through a whole show without being gay. Oh, here we go. And that's been a goal. Let's get a little gay. <laughs> but like guys, like all right, as a little kid, can you imagine? And as a little kid, as a teenager, when you first started fooling around, keep that porn music going. It's working. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, after you first got the stanky panky with your girl, like going home and sniffing? While you're taking care of business, like it's part of the whole thing, like you're getting into the mood, you know what I mean? Now, let's do something else with this. Have you ever done the uh, 
the stinky pinky move to see if you uh, give oral. You know, you yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You give yourself the, the mustache. <laughs> have you ever done that? Well, you just kind of you, you, you like like you're, man you're, the you're, you're working the man in the boat, okay? And then you're like you cough. You know, Jack. You know, uh, you know. Kind you never of... cough during sex, though. Yeah, That's but the worst thing you could do. Or sneeze. <laughs> like something tickled your fancy. <laughs> and then you, you decide, you know, all right, this smells like an armpit. It smells like Data's oh. mom on her rag. <laughs> or you know, it smells like you know a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I might have some. <laughs> you, you decide from there, but only when you do that. <laughs> First of all, you don't sneeze during sex because that ruins the mood. Well, I had I had a cold. I'm sorry. Let's get back into it. And if if everything's okay, they won't care if you sneezed. All right, just telling you that much. All right, I'm sure that's within the realm of possibilities. Yes. I, however, am saying, will you do the little sniff while you're back already at home and it's just you alone in your yeah, room? Yeah, you're just sitting there punching the clown and you're doing the sniff thing. Now, do you think? And I don't know what makes me think of this. Because, like, guys, you would have already had to have been with a woman. Like, if you're a heterosexual guy, you would have already had to have been with a woman at some point during that night so you could go do the sniff and punch, as we like to term it. All right? Now, if you're a homosexual guy, don't you think this, don't you think this is another way where they're lucky? Because all they... They can sniff and punch themselves. Exactly. They do the uh, the stanky on themselves, and then they can do the sniffing point. I don't think that works. For some reason, I don't think that get, that gets the job done. Don't I mean, God bless them if it does. Don't you think the punching act is like the ultimate narcissism anyway? So you may as well be into your own hiney sniff. <laughs> I'm just putting these questions out there, America. 800-636-1067. I'd rather do Heine sniffs than smoking secondhand sniffs. I'll tell you that now. Would you rather do the the like the the set you put out like sniffing yourself than smoking? I sniff myself for fun anyway. I'll do it now. No, no, no. Oh, while punching? Yeah, while punching. No, yeah. You, would you rather smoke? Or would you rather uh, give yourself a stinky pinky and sniff while you punch? Being a heterosexual man, I'd probably go ahead and do the smoke. I'd probably go ahead and get into the smoking mode. That's one cool thing about going to a bar, though. Here, let me tell you this. Like, all right, so sometimes you can imagine. <clears throat> sometimes you can imagine going to the bar and picking this slut up. And you know she's going to have the stinky cigarette smell that we're talking about that all dumbasses from bars have because of you guys being so selfish and the fresh air terrorists. So you, you go home with the stink on yourself, then you pop in the porno. And so now you're watching the porno, punching it, with the cigarette smell, like you actually brought home this whore from the from the bar because you got that snigger that cigarette sniff. What, what were you about to say there? Yeah, what was that word? Cigarette. <laughs> no, ah, oh, that, that is that's you, not all. You said sniggerette. Well, that's I'm just I got I got garble mouth like you. I wasn't what? anything on purpose. I think that was Freudian. No, it I, wasn't. I think that's what you're thinking of picking up at the bar. No, it wasn't. All right. Am I wrong? I think you're racist. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're the conservative here. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Basically, I'd like to say God bless celebrity news. God bless 
Maybe you could even say that to him. Maybe that could be your angle when you go to the bar. And be like, look, you don't have to bang me, but can I get some stinky pinky <laughs> so I can go home and imagine what it's like and be sleeping with you later on while I oh, sniff man. and Man, how uncomfortable would be bringing that up? All right, you are going to come on with me. Fine. Just let me slide my hand. <laughs> Just let me do that, and then we'll, I'll be on my way. Can you do a public service? Could you hook a brother up? That's all we're asking on the hideout. Hook a brother up. 800-636-1067-2024-321067. Allow me to say this, too. Speaking of hooking a brother up, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back. A brother has been hooked up, thanks to El Jefe's hideout. This guy is a 19-year-old, big, fat virgin. And we may be hooking him up next on El Jefe's hideout, 106.7 WJFK. El Jefe's hideout. Featuring J-Dubs, number one, with gay Britney impersonators, fat goth chicks, and radio files. This is DCRTV.com Dave, and you're listening to El Jefe's Hideout, the best damn show in the whole damn Washington radio spectrum. The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. El Jefe. The most important Latino broadcaster ever. Got a big dude. I don't know how this little man, this little fat man get all these women, boy. I don't know how he do it, but he does it. <laughs> it's a name. El Jefe. On a, a bank account, one of the above. Or big <laughs> I think it's the big that gets the most. J-Dubs. Man, if I don't f***ing sit here in my apartment in the dark and f*** off the internet porn tonight, then the terrorists have truly won. Ow. Well, the fresh air terrorists have truly won. Yes, we have. And coming up in a little bit before the show is over, I'm going to give way on my bet. Earlier, we had a debate as to whether or not the Montgomery County smoking ban was correct. I stand in favor of it. Dubs was against it. Uh We allowed dumbass callers to call in and vote, and they all picked the side of J-Dubs. I had made the proclamation if more than 50% agree with me, then we would drink this turdy, turdy, uh, appropriately enough, that was Freudian, this turkey soda drink that they're selling in uh, in Seattle. And we're going to make our own little concoction here made of Pepsi, of leftover turkey and cranberry sauce. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come through. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come through in the bet. So we're going to do that in a bit. I guarantee you I'm going to get sick, so we'll do it toward the end of the show making sure that I don't throw up everywhere and we'll leave that smell for the phenoms who are coming up at, at 11 o'clock. Now, Dubs, you and I, we don't normally like to play what we call the radio card. The radio card, allow me to explain what this is. It's this little thing that we as uh, radio personalities keep in our back pocket, in our wallet, if you will, that we bring out occasionally. The phenoms, as they listen to their show uh, every night as I'm driving home after doing our show from 11 to 1, the, re- the phenoms enjoy pulling the radio card to, to, to pull poon. That's their thing. Yeah. They like to say, hey, we're phenoms. Have you heard the phenom show? Um, we're radio stars. Will you bang me? Can I get at least some sneaky pinky to sniff and punch to? That's the phenom angle. We like to use the radio card for other means. Not to say that that doesn't work. It definitely works, but when you look like the two of us, J-Dubs and myself... That's all we got. That's all we got. So the radio card can also be used in a number of other ways. To gain free stuff. Not exactly free stuff, just to get the respect that you deserve as a consumer. Example, a lot of times uh, the people who are waiting on you aren't going to do anything to help you because you're one of many consumers that they have. However... 
if uh, you know, if you were in the place where you can say, "Hey, I got a radio show. You don't want me talking about about your company, do you?" All of a sudden, you're front at line. And so, Dubs, you were able to play the radio card in a couple of different ways, weren't you? Yeah, I uh, played the radio card because uh, my phone, my Sprint PCS telephone, wouldn't work anymore. And I went to a place. I got bad service. You know, I went to a place near me. And I got some very bad service from the the representatives there. And a guy called us up last weekend and said, "Come on in, give me your phone. I'll see what I can do with it. You know, I'll I'll see how I can you know hook you up in the appropriate way." Mm-hmm. And I brought it over to him, and he's like. You know, I don't know what these people are talking about. You are you are eligible for a lot of different plans, which I got emails for saying, bring your phone in, you can trade it in, get, you know, a better phone, and uh, you, you have to sign another two-year agreement. But, hey, you get hooked up. So I went in there, and the guy was totally cool. They uh, they hooked me up. I got a new uh, Sprint PCS camera phone from them, you know, because that's what I deserved. And it, if I went in there as just another a-hole, they would have shrugged me off. Well, not to say that Sprint does that normally. No, no but the place, I'm not. I'm. I'm definitely saying the one in uh, Pentagon City. Those place that those people don't shrug you off. And actually, I was in line, and I was in line for quite a while because I was doing like a lot of different business there. I was getting a new plan. I was getting a new phone, and other people were coming through the line. They were getting treated just as well as I was. Well, I mean, it depends on where you go, but sometimes you use this radio card. Yeah, but you know, if I if I didn't play that radio card, I wouldn't have known of where to go and where to get my hookup. Now, we were talking earlier about using the radio card for Pwn. Sometimes you can either use it as yourself, as a personality to get some, or you can help a listener who's down on his luck. And that is what the hideout has chosen to do. We have a 19-year-old, 397-pound, 6'3", big, ugly, disgusting, fat virgin, who's been a long-time listener of this show. We have decided to use the radio card. We put it out there. We played El Jefe's Hook 'em Up Hotline for this fat turd. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the hideout. The fat turd himself making another appearance. It's Matt Albert. Matt Albert, welcome into the hideout again, bro. Hi, just one thing first. You racist Chicano bastard! <laughs> yes. What the hell is a snigger? <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a mix-up. Freudian slip. It was a, ass. it was a verbal flub. That's what it was. We're thinking about your ex-wife. Hey, <laughs> hey, stop that! Just because you're black, stop that! Now we went through how disgusting. Oh come on, we call him Fat Albert. We can't. You call me fat, ugly, and disgusting. <laughs> he can't throw a couple jabs in there. All of which is true. Now, we, like almost a month ago, put this out, this El Jefe's Hook'em Up hotline. You were looking for chicks. A, a girl by the name of Jen actually called up and said that she's willing to go out on a date with you and maybe even bang you. Remember when we did this and we had actually a bunch of different calls and Matt has no game at all. He can't pick up. A couple. Yeah, I, most of the girls were just totally repulsed by his attitude, not even by his appearance. Because I don't think it's your appearance that keeps you from getting laid. I honestly think it's that you're a horrible person and that you have no personality and that you realize you have no self-esteem. So that just exudes from the gelatinous pores all over your body. I'm the twin of Tommy, no personality. <laughs> exactly, as you can hear it now. So you are now going finally on a date with this, uh, with this fat goth girl. Jim. I call her Chubby. 
<laughs> it's too. She's she's five nine, two hundred pounds, into the goth lifestyle. And so, what are you guys gonna do? I guess we're going to the movies. She says she wants to go see a horror flick. Are the are the clumps back in theaters? <laughs> Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Can you imagine the concession stand, Bill? <laughs> So you're climbing all the way down from the Empire State Building for that? Oh, what is that? That's racial. No, it's not. That was racial. It, oh, the King Kong. you King Kong. Oh, he did. He pulled out the King Kong card. Yeah. <laughs> what is that about, Dubs? That's inappropriate. I am not inappropriate. We can call him gelatinous. We can do all You can't do that. That's uncool. How dare you? How rude. You called him a snigger. And I did not. Will you stop that? People are going to think I actually did that. I did not. That was a verbal flub. I'll pull the tape to prove it. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, let's stop with all that. I, we're getting in very dangerous territory, and I don't want to go here. The, the hideout is all inclusive. That was real. How dare you, Dubs? <laughs> getting back to your big fat-ass concession bill, though. <laughs> so what do you think is going to be enough? Between the two of you, you got 500 pounds sitting in that row. How many how many buckets of uh, popcorn do you think you're going to need? How many sodas? I don't eat popcorn, so I'm thinking about 12-pack M&M's. I can see that. I can. Are you going to make M&M anal beads? <laughs> Hopefully. I'm sure the God sticks into it. Now, uh... Do you have any? The whole purpose of you hooking up with this girl so that you can get laid. Do you see anything on the horizon? I mean, are you looking to get a hotel room? What are you doing? I have no idea. I, I have no plans. Are you going? You're going to the movies on a Sunday. You going on the afternoon? No, I, you? I, I think we're going Monday. On a Monday, are you going to go out before? Are you going to eat afterwards? I mean, what do you? What, tell me, what's the date going to be? I seriously don't know. I I'm, I have no game. I don't know what to do. You gotta help me. I'm I'm retarded. Is she picking you up? Yeah. She's gonna pick you up in her car. A woman should. Are you going to a nearby uh, movie theater? Yeah. Are you paying? Let me ask you that. Because she has a job and you don't. You haven't had a job I, ever, right? I'm paying for my ticket that I know of. I'll pay for hers. I don't care. You're going Dutch. I'll pay for hers if she wants. <laughs> uh, are you gonna pay for a concession bill? I don't have that much money. <laughs> You're looking to get laid. You realize you got to pick up the ticket on all of this. I mean, she may be into the goth lifestyle, but I, I believe chivalry is still alive and well, even in the gothic lifestyle. Chivalry is dead. You're not going to do anything to try to woo her. Are you going to buy her flowers? My love. Not edible flowers. flowers that you can buy at 7-Eleven right there, but I mean real legitimate flowers. Where am I getting this cash for flowers? You know how much flowers cost? I don't have a big radio job to fill, <laughs> like you. <laughs> Money bag. All we would do is call up and say, hey, can we get into the movies for free? We're on the radio. <laughs> is there any way you can let us in? So you have no plan then. All right, all right, all right. So you're going to go Dutch. We'll assume that. Yeah. Are you? How are you going to make your move? I mean, how are you going to get into the sexual groove? What move are you going to see? Um, Other than the clumps. Maybe I say I drop something. And just... Say that? What are you doing? I'm... Well, if he's speaking of the drink tang, <laughs> elbow, elbow deep regardless. I'm sure you could. But I'm talking about your movie. What movie are you going to see? Probably Gothica. Is that the only horror film out? Yeah, it's not a bad one to take a fat goth chick to. She may, she may, 
<laughs> she may get all delirious from not having enough sugars or something throughout the day because she's fat and hungry. And, like, look over and she would just think Halle Berry for two seconds. Maybe she'd be into it. Or maybe she'll think, like, milk dud. You know, and be, she'll lick it and get a little, a little, uh, little sugar in her. So this is your second date. You have driven around with her once before. Yeah, for like three hours. Which would you drive around yeah. doing? Your shocks are still okay. <laughs> it's leaning to one side, but it's automatic hydraulics. So you got nothing planned. Is it is it horrible of me to wish that you never get laid? I don't know what to do. I, I'm not suave like. Do you watch movies? Yeah, I watch movies. Do you watch porno? Do you realize... I, I wouldn't say take tips from the porno. I, that's how I learned everything I do sexually. Oh, I mean, even the moves to get the girl into bed. I think you uh, use. Uh, but you, you learn how to do, you know, work the digits. Just you know, just kind of, you know, you're, you're riding in the car with her. Wait till the way home. Just kind of slide your hand on her leg, start you, rubbing a little bit. If you have advice from Matt Albert, 800-636-1067, I say shoot yourself. That's that's my advice to you. I don't have see. A gun. Don't have a gun. Throw yourself in front of a metro, then. That'd be great. Big Why do you want milk duds splattered everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing. You got no game. You got. We're wasting our time. We're setting up this date for you, and you have no way of coming through. If I knew, I wouldn't get punched in the face. <laughs> She's afraid of getting beat up by the by, the day, by his day. Maybe I paid for the ticket, you cheap son of a bitch. Jim, welcome into the hideout. Yes, I want to know if Matt Albert will be introducing this lovely young woman to his mother. Are you gonna Are you gonna do that? Are you gonna introduce the family to uh, to Jen, the fat goth girl? Are your parents gonna be upset that you're interracially dating? Uh, she said something about it. Your mom did? My sister and my mom, well, like, jokingly say, don't bring home a white girl. But I'm, they said it jokingly, so I'm not sure if it was for real. Like a while ago. This taboo law. Well, tell them this. It hasn't been working with any girl, so be lucky it is actually a girl. Yeah, be lucky. Be lucky she didn't have a penis. <laughs> I haven't checked yet. 800-636-1067-2024-321067. Trying to help. You're such a fat, disgusting bastard. I don't know how you would even make a move. There next week. Do you really want to keep making insults? <laughs> I do. I really do. Because I know a week from now, when you come make your visit into the hideout, you're still going to be a big virgin, <laughs> a big sad virgin. Bill, welcome into the hideout. How how does a uh, how does the fat boy here make his move? <laughs> it's uh, it's real easy. It's called a five dollar crack or anything you want. <laughs> that's, that's what he hooked him up with. So he's saying, go away from the goth chick. Just go down to uh, Southeast or Fowlerville and get the $5 crack whore. That's how you lose your virginity. What does Dub's mom have to do with anything? I don't know, and that's a very good uh, question. That's why I'm wondering. Thank you, Bill, for bringing up Dub's mom, bringing the show back around full circle. Frank, welcome into the hideout. Hey, how are you? What's up, brother? Hey. Uh, well, there's two things. Either one, you can go to the uh, yellow page under E for escort and just pay 200 bucks and have that done. Or crack whore for five. And what's uh, the second one? If you want something nice, you got to pay a little bit more. Or is he taking a person to a house or something like that? Well, he's taking her to the movies. Big Mama's house. That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you wear a wig next time so you can come here as Big Mama? Then what you do is you start, like, rubbing her neck and kissing on her neck or something like that and get her in the mood. Yeah, but then he's going to get hungry. <laughs> 
right, take care. Thanks, Frank. He's just going to get hungry if he starts licking her. He's going to taste the salt from her fat sweat and think, mmm, popcorn. <laughs> if I still throw some butter on it. I'm sure it's all buttery. Oh, Jesus. If you had the advice... From Matt Albert, who will? Are you, so you're you are saying that you're going to be in the hideout next Saturday night? Yeah. God, I'm hoping you're not going to be a virgin. I feel Matt though. You know, I I feel how it's it, it is tough to make kind of the first move with a chick. But when me and my chick tried to, you know, we went on our first date or whatever. Mm-hmm. I took her uh, back to um <clears throat> to her apartment, and she moved in for what I thought was a hug. And actually, I think it was a kind of a pimp move at the end. I turned my head, and she was going in for a kiss. So I turned my head away from her kissing me. Nice. Playing hard to get, huh? Well, I didn't mean to, but it worked out for me. Threw the hot dog down there. Yeah. <laughs> now, it see, worked. I always, I'm so horribly afraid of rejection. I think I share this with you, Matt Albert, that I am, I am afraid to go after a girl and then have her pull away or say no. Even when, it, like, when you know, when you're sitting there and you're making out with the chick and. You know, you go for second base, and you're all over second base, and that's good. Then you start going for third, and she does a little move where she, like, pushes your hand aside and, like, puts it on her ass. Yeah. As opposed to, I hated that, and it always got me out of the mood, and I was like, God damn it. Yeah, because you think you've ruined it forever. You know, now, now she thinks you're a pig. But wasn't it so tough, like, your first time trying to, you know, even going in for, like, a kiss? Like, oh, God. I can't. My first kiss, man, I don't even remember how it happened. I, I honestly think the girl kissed me, or and then I just kissed back. Even the first kiss with any girl, you 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 know, you, uh, you move on to a new girl. That first kiss is still like, when should I go for it? What should I do? But you know what? I never, I never. In fact, now that I'll say this, out of the few girls that I've ever kissed, I've never initiated. I always wait for the kiss to happen to me. So you're the bitch. <laughs> Hey, listen, you turd. Listen, you fat rat bastard. Did I know the racist joke? I know. That I'm brown? No. Dubs called you a milk dog. And did a King Kong reference, all right? That was just because of his size. Sure. I'm not even going to get into it because the whole other part of it is racist, and I did not mean to go there, Matt Elber. I'm very sorry. I wasn't going for ape-like qualities. How could he? How could he get into this sideshow? What's what's his pimp move, bro? When you're sitting there, and first of all, horrible, horrible way to go to the movies too. You don't go to the movies on the first day because you don't get to talk and know each other. I work in the back with sideshow during the week, and he does have some <laughs> pimp moves. I hear him talking on his cell phone to girls sometimes. Don't worry, girl. I'm gonna give you the D. I'm oh give come you the on! D. Don't do that. You know what? Honestly, Matt don't Albert. Worry. This girl has gotten into this relationship and this scenario with you knowing that the end result is to bang you. Yeah, I mean, so you, you, should... are, you are so farther, so much further than any of us when we first try to get it. So what you need to do is you need to play the role of pimp and be like, hey, baby, we can go do this movie thing, but when are we going to hook up? And, like, keep making the, the things like, when are we going to hook up? If you're not looking to get into a relationship with this girl, you're looking to get it wet for the first time. And even if, even if you bring it up jokingly, you know, just just kind of try to bring it up jokingly at first, and she'll go for it. And then you can just keep on and working then, on it. I mean, there. you're sitting there in the movie. You're sitting there in Gothica. You're thinking about M&Ms. You know, Patricia's got an M&M between her legs. Oh. Start grabbing for M&Ms. Or, or maybe you should do the popcorn move. How about this? How about if I say this? Ha, ha, ha. Bob on my knob, please. How about that? I just laugh. 
You don't, I mean, you don't, like, you be a pimp, man. Be like, hey, baby, when are we going to do this? When are you going to deflower me, even if you want to go so far as to be, as, you know, take it that angle? But you got to step up, bro. We, this girl called in knowing that you're a 19-year-old virgin. You have to get laid. You have to make it known that, okay, I'll pay for your movie. We're going to go see Gothica. I'm going to spend the $37 that it costs to feed your fat ass while we're at the movies. Know that at the very least, I want oral. I want oral on the way home for you to drop me off so I can go back and live with my mother and my sister. How is she going to do oral when she's driving? You pull over to the side. Okay. Where are you, in Frederick, Maryland? Yes. I'm sure there's plenty of places to go pull off to the side and do that stuff. I actually saw that once when I was seven. I didn't know what the girl was doing, though. Hey, didn't we see something like that over here outside Bridges not too long ago? I don't know if I was with you. Maybe that was with Bateman. No, it was with Shafee. Some guy getting busy outside of Bridges. Have you ever seen anybody uh, getting road oral? Oh, yeah. I saw it one time on the way to a baseball game, and I'm like, they were going like 100. I'm trying to keep up to watch because the chick was like blonde and hot. Have you ever seen like girl's head pop up? And then, like, she looks over at you, and you're just laughing at her. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, giving her the thumbs up. And then you're, you're halfway hanging out the car going, Am I next? <laughs> Am I next? Take it! You get it. This is what you say. When she picks you up, which is sad enough as it is, when she picks you up, you, all you got to say is, Hey, look, when are you going to take it? When are you, you going to take it? When am I going to finally, you know, get in? Hook, g- give me the... Give me the nappy dugout, bitch. That's what you say. I want the nappy dugout. I want that actual quote. I want you to uh, say that right when you step into her car. When will I sniff the nappy dugout? All right? Okay. Ask for the pink string bean. Which movie are you going to? Gothica? I guess. Where? Uh, uh, Stadium seat place up here. And 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 Frederick? Give us yeah. the location. We want people to go out. We want people there to cheer you on. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> go uh, for it, Matt Albert. I think it's Westview or something like that. Good for you, bro. All right? What, what time do you think you're going? She hasn't told me yet. I'm sure it'll be in the afternoon. Neither one of them has jobs. <laughs> what else t- are you going to do but F? You fat bastard. Right. I hope you're not a virgin next week, bro. At least oral at the very least. Okay. You know, Matt Albert, he's 19 years old. This will be his first time. You know, if he does get the stanky, he ain't washing his hands for two weeks. He's going to be doing that sniffing punch. <laughs> He'll be adding it to That'll be his side to every order he has. Next time you come in the hideout a week from the night, I want your hands to smell like the nappy dugout as opposed to Cheetos like he usually does. Is she does. driving him up? Is she driving him up again? Yeah, have her come in here. I want to see you guys together. I, I think my friend's driving me. But... Zach Thomas and Orlando Pace on a date. <laughs> Corey Schlesinger. Whatever. He had a great game. He All did. Right. We'll see you. How about those Lions? Yeah. All right. See ya. All right. See you later. How about those Lions? I don't get to say that often, so I'm going to keep on saying it. How about those Lions? Good for that kid, though, man. You yeah. see that the hideout isn't just about poopy jokes. It isn't just about tampons. It's about helping the community and doing a public service, and getting fellow hideout listeners laid. That's what it's about. Hoping that at some point Matt Albert can, too, say this on 106.7 WJFK with El Jefe's Hideout. It is time for Tupac. Matt Albert, you say, give me the nappy dugout, and after you get the nappy dugout, it's going to start flowing to you. The girls are going to sniff the, 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 the dugout on you. 
and they're going to start coming and flowing to you. And at some point, you're going to be able to say, I get around. And I guarantee he will be ten times more, um, you know, just more full of himself. He'll have a self-esteem. He'll have a yeah. backbone at some point. Yeah, I mean, one time, one time hitting it. Yeah, a lot more self-esteem. Old school jam of the week. Tupac, I get around. 106.7 WJFK. Oh, yeah. I get around. Feel when the underground when we come around.
lame attempt at affirmative action. Washington 106.7 WJFK. Welcome back to the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. It is your Saturday Night Brothers with you. I am El Jefe. That is J Dubs. Always uh, enjoying your feedback at the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. <sighs> All right. In fact, speaking of the uh, the feedback, Sammy writes in, El Jefe wonders why he's only gotten asked twice in 2003. You're going to screw that poor, fat turd Mount Albert up. And is that how is that hoe going to give it up to him? Sammy, I'd like for you to call in and tell me where I've gone wrong. I honestly think I'm leading the kid in the right direction. I honestly believe that I'm telling him, especially when you have the proposition of ass already right there in front of your face, you say, when am I going to hit? When is the nappy dugout going to be mine? You don't beat around the bush. You beat around with the bush with the girls that you're trying to court. But you don't beat around whenever you're with a girl that already knows that you're giving it up. Dustin, welcome into the hideout. What's up, buddies? What up, brother? bro? Uh, sorry about tonight, man. No, no problem, man. Came up. Now, Dustin, uh, we were talking earlier about caricatures. You're going to come in and you're going to be able to uh, draw up the hideout for us? Yeah, I was going to bring one of my buddies. We do a lot of artwork together. And oh. uh, he's better than me, so I was going to bring him, but a couple things came up, so... Right on. Well, set we, it up. we can reschedule. Yeah, we'll get together and we'll reschedule. We want to get those caricatures ASAP, do though. Want, do you want to do them next weekend? Next week, I'm booked on a job. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll chat with you about it. I'd like to get it in before the put, end of the put year. Put it back on uh, hold so we can re-get his number and everything. Yeah, our, our producer's going to chat with you. All right. Hold on, bro. Thanks, Dustin. Yeah, thank you definitely, Dustin. I want to get those caricatures done. I don't want anybody out there cutting and pasting all half of his head on celebrity nudes. I do. Just not into that. <clears throat> all right, Sammy, I'm sorry. Uh, apparently, Sammy said that uh, the hoe was going to give it up. You still say I'm going to screw the poor kid up, though. I'm planning on screwing him up. Plan on helping him get screwed. Let's move on to all half face headlines. By the way, <clears throat> uh, I am going to be paying up on my debt, the debt that J Dubs has made me incur on the whole smoking no, no, ban. No, no, no. The, the listeners have spoken. And we'll, do, we'll, we'll, we'll rehash in a second. For those of you that were around during the first hour, as many of you still are, I would like to say uh, that, yes, I will come through and drink the turkey soda, uh, as so dubbed by uh, J-Dubs. All right, here we go. El Jefe's headlines. A couple of interesting things that I saw in the news. Facing widespread complaints that female passengers are being groped, the most crowded subways in Japan now have women-only cars all day long. In Osaka, since last November, only one car of ten was off-limits to men during the morning commute. But numerous complaints claiming that wasn't enough has led to the new measure. Opponents say women-only cars create overcrowding, and on the other cars, it gives the impression that mixed-gendered cars, the women on them, enjoy being groped. First of all, is it or is it not a compliment to grope a woman, J-Dubs? It is a compliment if they're asking for it. You know, why, why would you uh, grope a woman if she's just trying to get someplace? Have you ever groped a woman? Without her asking? Without, have you ever been walking in a crowded area and given a pinch? I know people are listening. At, Don't lie. Don't lie. At concerts. We used to do it all the time. But here's the thing. It wasn't women. We would, we'd be in a big group, all right? And I would be standing behind three friends. We'd be walking through the line at a concert trying to get down to the floor where our seats were or whatever. I'd reach through my friends 
and grab a guy in front of them, like grab their ass, pinch it, and then the guy would turn around like, what the hell are you doing? Like to my friends. <laughs> like, dude, it wasn't me. <laughs> you ever do anything that isn't homoerotic? No. Homoerotic <laughs> behavior is my specialty. It's funny, though. You know, some... <laughs> Violating another person by grabbing their ass is funny to you. If it makes your friend uncomfortable, yes. What about the person you're grabbing? I don't think about them too much. Have you ever been on the subway and groped a woman? No, but my girlfriend has been groped on the subway. She's a cutie, though. Yeah, but she was... I try to get a handful every now and then, too. She was <laughs> she was sitting on the subway, and she didn't tell me about this till a lot later, because she knew I would probably be sitting on the subway waiting to see the guy. Mm-hmm. And go over there and give him an earful. So I wouldn't try to beat his ass because I would probably get tossed underneath the metro. But I would act like a tough guy. But I guess she was just sitting there on the metro. And she just, like, wiggled a little bit to move or something. And she looks down. She's sitting on someone else's hand. And the guy's just sitting there, you know. <laughs> kind of like nothing's going on. Playing it off like it was the wallet or... Yeah. Wow. He's just, and she just Is he just groping? How long was she sitting on the hand? I don't know. I don't. I, I, maybe we can get get her to call in or something. But I'm not sure. She just was sitting there, and it, her, the guy's hand was on her ass, and he was just sitting there looking out the window, you know, like just trying to act like he didn't know what was going on, but he knew full well. Did he you know? know? <laughs> I'm sure he did afterwards. Have you ever groped sideshow? You ever done any groping? I have not. I have not. See, I respect women too much to grope. I'm, I'm not into the whole groping. But do you respect guys too much? Yes. I don't believe that anybody, if they're out, they, they should have their own privacy as to whether or not they're being groped. Privacy. Whatever. Are you, uh, have you ever been groped? Yeah, uh, when I went to Mardi Gras. By actually, this is another, yeah, by a guy. I was walking, actually, on, uh... Did you like it? Actually, yes, I did. But here's the thing. <laughs> I was walking in the gay area of uh, the uh, Mardi Gras where... All gay people hang out, and a guy grabs my ass. I turn around, and I'm like, he's like, oh, you aren't gay, are you? I'm like, no. He's like, well, this is the gay area, so, you know. We'll beat it because I'm gonna, we're groping gay people here. Well, he's like, you know, I mean, he, he's like, he's kind of apologetic. Like, you know, I didn't mean to offend you. But I'm like, oh, I'm not offended at all. Actually, I'm flattered. I, I didn't think I had that good of an ass, but. Well, I mean, it, there's nothing worse than being around a bunch of gay people and not getting hit on. Because it's like, wow. Yeah, you can't even... I mean, I couldn't even pull a gay guy. I must... What, they have low standards? Uh, well, guys will bang anything. And let's be honest. Guys will bang anything. I think... And I think gay guys are maybe... You know, this may be wrong to say, but probably are to that extreme as well. I'm sure guys are you're willing to... Build, heterosexual guys are banging whatever. Yeah, I mean, you just know that a guy who will bang anything, and especially he's homosexual, wouldn't even look at you and give you the time of day. That hurts a little bit. I don't know about you. That hurts a little bit. Yeah, but I was very, very flattered that a guy grabbed my ass. And I, I even thanked him for it. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> no no reason to apologize, my friend. I'm, I'm very flattered. All right. I've, i got to say that I've never been groped either. The one time I was groped, remember when Spoon brought in all those girls? Spoon brought in those girls from that marketing company or whatever. Yeah. And the one that was allegedly his girlfriend, we were out and back yeah. and partying. And she, she like, she pinched my ass a little bit. She pinched your ass? It made me feel good, but I knew she wasn't into it. I knew she was going home with Spoon. I knew Spoon had been there.
Yeah. And if Spoon's been there, I can't follow. Because I, you know, I mean, I respect him a whole lot, but he's, you know, he's he's packing. Yeah, he's. <laughs> He's not a small man. We were all witness to that one night when we had a stripper in. That son of a bitch. All right. Um, also making headlines, Fred Durst took a blow to the head while performing at a back-to-basics tour stop, resulting in the trip to the hospital on seven stitches to his face. Near the end of Limp Biscuit's set at New York's Hammerstein Ballroom, the front man climbed to the first-level mezzanine, according to an Interscope Records person. Uh, while Durst was up there, he uh, was hit in the head, in the face, by an unaf- unidentified object that was thrown from the crowd. Bleeding profusely, Durst still finished the remaining two songs. you got to respect that. To cap the Limp Biscuit set. After the show, he was taken to the hospital, uh, where he received the treatment and was later released. you got to respect that he didn't get mad at the whole crowd over that, you know? Uh, my biggest question with this is who are the ass wipes that are going around throwing stuff at concerts? God. I raised my hand again. <laughs> so you're groping and you're throwing. I, I was a very wild youth. And I was at a Kid Rock concert before. And it was when Josie was still around. Right. And people would be crowd surfing. God bless Josie. People would be crowd surfing. And I used to steal their shoes out from above me while they'd be crowd surfing. So uh, I, I had someone's shoe. And, like, it's funny when they're crowd surfing because they reach for their shoe back, but they keep on getting moved away and they can't get it, and they just talk it up as a loss. But I grabbed the shoe, and I threw it at the stage, hit Joe C. right in the chest. That's what killed him. You killed Joe C. You killed the midget from Kid Rock. Wow. I wish I could claim that. What happened? What ended up happening? They stopped the show? No, because actually, actually he stopped the show a few times to tell people to stop throwing shoes. <laughs> he was talking to you. No, he's talking actually to my whole group of friends. But everybody's stealing shoes and throwing them on stage. You're a performer sideshow. How would you feel if you're up there, you're rocking out, and people are throwing stuff at you? I would either throw back or I would jump out and stage dive and start swinging at people. Remember when we went to Ozfest here? And all the poor sons of bitches who weren't cool, good enough or cool enough to have tickets for the pavilion were up on the lawn. And during Disturbed, they just kept throwing bottles and shoes and hot dogs and whatever they could get their hands on, throwing it down on the people in the pavilion. You loser sad sacks. And I hate Fred Durst. I'll be honest. I hate him. I honestly wish that he would die in a play crash. Now, this is just me. I don't think everybody else has the exact same sentiment, but I'm not a big fan of the guy. I think he's a poser, and I can't believe he's had as much success as he has had. I respect the fact that he finished his setup. But I do have respect for the fact that he finished his set, and I don't believe in people throwing stuff at him. But the thing about Kid Rock, he was he was making a game out of it at first. Like, you know, a couple people threw some stuff, and he was up there dodging it, and like, you know, like, saying, what's wrong, you can't hit me? He's hanging this on. Um, but I can't hit you, but I can hit that little midget right next to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, so before we get as a cool station. Tommy Bateman. Unlike, you know, what they're having on just the other, other airways right now. Um, she got hit in the boobs with a frisbee, like, uh, on stage. And she was, like, right in the middle of, like, her first or second song. And she, like, just stopped and goes, thanks, and just walks off stage. That's sexy, though. Good for her. Station sucks. Sister station, my ass. All right, so let's re- let's recap. They're a drain on the company. Come on, let's get that through our heads. HFS is a drain on Infinity Broadcasting and Viacom. So why do, they, why do they get all the big events? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's another topic for another night. When's the Hyde Festival or whatever? <laughs> When's our big moment in the sun? So 
During the first hour, Dubs and I got into a, an argument about the ban in Maryland over smoking. And I said if over 50% of the callers agreed with me... That the ban was good. That the, that the ban was good, and Dubs obviously taking the opposite view, that whoever got the 50% uh, agreeing with them won. So the loser, and I don't know if you've seen this, there's this like turkey and gravy soda that's out there. And they're selling it mostly. It's like Thanksgiving themed, and they only have like six thousand yeah. bottles of it, but they sell it. It's Jones Soda, and they always do like the crazy combos and everything. But this is a little extreme. So there was a turkey and gravy soda, and I honestly believing that the rest of America and Washington D.C. especially was against fresh air terrorists would be on my part. I lost by one vote. By one vote. So here I am now to pay up. You lost by one vote while you were still stuffing the ballot. Here's what I'm going to do. I would grab the blender from upstairs. Bateman brought in his uh, leftovers from the Thanksgiving holiday. I am going to down. Do I have to down? Do I have to drink it? Can I just do six ounces? No, you have to do the whole thing. We did 12. We said 12 ounces. All right. So we're going to soda. We got Pepsi. We got cranberries. And we got turkey that I'm all going to pour in this blender, Dubs. All right. Twelve ounces. Jesus Christ. How do I always end up on the bad side of it? Because you aren't rational. You knew you were going to lose this. I think the, I honestly think the hideout listeners just enjoy hearing me, like, suffer. Yeah, because you're irrational. Irrational. Whatever. See, listen to this. They don't, they don't mind poor grammar. Radio terrorists don't believe in grammar and don't believe in America. That's what I say. See, that's another thing that's going to keep you from uh, winning any of these in the future. You know, I've lost everything thanks to the callers. The callers are never on my side. And what does that tell you? Here's the turkey that's been sitting out for three hours since the beginning of the show. Now in there with the Pepsi. And who buys this stuff, this, this turkey and gravy soda? Who's stupid enough to purchase this? It's I, I, would, I would purchase it just to try it once. I wouldn't try my own concoction of it. God, no. Oh, I hate cranberries, too. And this is like full berries. I'm not putting the whole thing in. I'm just going to put a little... Oh, this is so disgusting. This is what I imagine your mom's tampon looking like, though. That's not a far cry. <laughs> Get out! Here. Scoop it out with your fingers, Dubs. Just like you used to with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making the concoction now. Oh, mommy! Oh, mommy! <laughs> That's good. That's enough. Stop it already. Stop it. That looks like the first. Oh, mommy! <laughs> he pulls out a. Re oh, this is so sick. So here we have 12 ounces of Pepsi, some cranberries, and turkey. Making our own turkey lard concoction. And now I'm cleaning my finger off like I'm with my mom. Ah, so there you hear the blender in the back and you know it's real. Let's turn up the lights for this. All right. I'm not drinking this whole thing. There's no way I can. This <laughs> looks actually kind of delicious. It looks uh, like a smoothie. It does. It looks very good. <laughs> it looks like strawberries. Now, you know, the... The cranberries and the soda probably wouldn't taste that bad. But it's the turkey that throws the whole concoction off. 
Oh, and that's disgusting. Let me smell it. The smell is horrible. <laughs> I'm not drinking the whole thing. Let him take a whiff. Let everybody take a whiff. <laughs> Again, I'm reminiscing to Dubs' mom. Oh, it's so dirty. Oh. Right, I'm not. I'm not drinking the whole thing. You have to. You have to take at least a very, very big gulp. All right, get the trash can. Get the trash can. Over here. <laughs> this is so dirty. We should. We're about to get out of here, phenoms. We don't mean to be stepping on your toes. All right, you ready for this? Again, this is because my listeners couldn't back me up on the smoking ban being and, a bad, a good idea. Again, it proves that they aren't your listeners. They are <laughs> Dubs' listeners. Here we go. Oh, my God, I can't even. Just do it. Don't smell it. Don't smell it. Wait, you, that's not even a Oh, trick. my God. Oh my, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It sucks. Did yeah, you oh my God. Oh, you you, you just, barely took just it. Just being in my mouth. You have to swallow some. You have to swallow a little bit. You have to swallow a bit. The phenoms want to get in here. Just swallow a little get bit. Get out, music. <laughs> now, F is bending over the, the, the trash can. Oh, you said the bitches. <laughs> All right, I think that does it for us. Hefe's out. It's on Hefe's side on 106.7 WJFK. We out, bitch. Oh, my God, I'm so disgusting. <laughs>
Yeah. 